Hello, friends. Thank you for joining us for another episode of Fort Worth Roots. You can find Fort Worth Roots on all your favorite social media platforms, uh, Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, iHeartRadio, Pandora, Spotify, all of them. Social media for TikTok, Facebook, Instagram, all of that's Fort Worth Roots. And we do have a YouTube channel. Most of these recordings do have video with them. And you can find them by going to YouTube and searching for Fort Worth Roots. And then go ahead and mark it on your calendar, September 10th. That's a Saturday. The weather is going to be perfect. Fort Worth Roots Podcast is having their 100th episode release party. It's going to be out at Pouring Glory. That is a really badass little venue close to Main at Southside off of Main Street here in Fort Worth, Texas. It's going to be from 1 to 6 p.m. We're going to have a pop-up market that's being orchestrated by Mickey Wendell, the one that puts together the Artful Village. So she's taking care of that. As of right now, we are going to have three bands on uh, the outdoor stage. And if nothing changes, as of right now, we've got Richard Keller with Itchy Richie and the Burning Sensations. We've got Late to the Station with Carrie and Paul Smith. And we've got Max Cusin from The Gray. That will all be there Saturday, September the 10th to play for you out there at Pouring Glory. Scott, the owner of Pouring Glory, is putting together a special menu for us. And he's even talked about doing some discount drink prices. But anyway, you look at it, this is going to be an excellent event. I'm really excited about this. I've had a lot of help from some very incredible people. Joe Guzman's actually going to be there running sound for us. I mean, it's all the connections we've made over the last uh, two and a half years are showing up for this event to make sure that it's a success. And we got a lot more things that we're working the details out on to, to make it even better for you. But I don't like telling you stuff until I know it's for certain. Another one of the things that we're kind of working out, and this is very not in stone yet, but we're going to try to make sure that the majority of you that come out get a t-shirt with uh, the Fort Worth Roots information on it. We're working on designs and funding and all that good stuff. So um, it's going to be a good event. And I am throwing this for you, the listeners. This is a, a big thank you for everybody that's helped us get to the point that we're at now. The show is picking up a lot of steam and it's because of people like you listening to the show. So this is a big old thank you event. So don't forget your thank you. It will be ready Saturday, September the 10th at Pouring Glory from 1 to 6. Like I said, it's going to be great weather. Everything's going to go perfect. There will be no issues. I shouldn't say stuff like that. I'm jinxing the hell out of myself. But with the talent and the help that I'm getting from the amazing people that are supporting the show, this, this is going to be a good time. So mark it on your calendar now so you don't forget. I don't want you planning something else on that date. That's the day you got to come out and get your big thank you. Roofing Solutions by Darren Houck is our most recent sponsor. You can find his information at roofingsolutionshauk.com, and that will be in the show notes. They, of course, do every kind of roofing you can think of, commercial and residential. And right now, Darren is currently in the works to try to put together a special incentive program to get you guys to give him a call so that he can come out, take a look at your roof, and just kind of introduce himself. During last week's episode, I told you a lot about Darren Houck and why this is a good fit. But as we move forward, gaining sponsorship for the show, we're looking for people that have an excellent reputation with the community. Somebody that's very highly respected by the people that they've worked with. And Roofing Solutions by Darren Houck fits that bill. As we continue to grow the Fort Worth Roots podcast, it's going to be important for us to find sponsorship, but we're not going to just accept sponsorship from anybody that's willing to write us a check. They've got to be somebody that is respected by the community and is invested in helping out our neighbors. North Texas is one of the most awful places for roofs. 
we've earned that reputation over the years from the hell storms and the high winds and everything else. Right now, we're kind of in between hell seasons, so people aren't thinking about their roofs. But these high temperatures can also play hell on your roof. Still not a bad time to have a qualified, trusted roofer from your local community come out there and take a look at the thing that's covering your most valuable asset. For all of you homeowners that have already gone through a hailstorm or something similar here in the North Texas region, you know that when something happens like that, you're going to have a hundred roofers cruising up and down your street, knocking on doors, driving you nuts, driving the animals crazy. So before something goes wrong, go ahead and save this phone number so that you got it in your phone and you know exactly who to call next time there's anything going on with your roof. Roofing Solutions by Darren Houck is 817-882-6520. And that will be in the show notes along with their website, which is roofingsolutionshauk.com. And a big thank you to Darren and Tanya Houck for supporting the Fort Worth Roots podcast. And we've got two new sponsors to tell you about. Again, I've mentioned this in the past. The Houck family has been nothing but supportive of the Fort Worth Roots podcast. And to maintain that theme, our next sponsor to tell you about today is Houck Walker Originals. You can find them at HaukWalker.com. And it's also Houck Walker Originals on Facebook. Owned by David and Angela Walker, they both have creative original ideas that end up on this website. On here, you'll find things like customized pens, bowls, flasks, tumblers, wine tumblers, beverage holders, and an entire collection that features items for the home, cutting boards for the kitchen, coasters for the living room, or wine box for the dining room. I've caught David out at Arts Goggle. I've caught him at the River Oak Springfest Car Show with his wood-turning equipment where he makes tops and bowls and things like that out at these events. Anyway, check them out. David, Angela, thank you for supporting the show. That's Hauk Walker Originals, and you can find them at HaukWalker.com. We also want to welcome Woodpost Metalworks, another sponsor for the Fort Worth Roots podcast. Woodpost Metalworks specializes in metal signs with or without LED backlighting, fence and gate repair, uh, as well as installation, light steel fabrication, industrial plasma cutting, and more. You can check them out on Facebook as Woodpost Metalworks, or you can go to their website at woodpostmetalworks.com. And you should check out this website because it's incredible what a locally owned family business can create with their plasma cutter. This stuff is wild. My favorite thing that I've seen so far, I was out at Art's Goggle, and they had a booth set up, and they have this like three foot tall T-Rex thing. And it looks like it's put together in pieces, but they got the thing welded together and then painted. It looks like you could pull it apart, pack it in a box, and take it with you, but it's one solid piece. This thing was this thing was kind of a showstopper. People were coming by and taking pictures with it and things like that, but they made it themselves. Mickey Wendell and her husband are the ones that own Woodpost Metalworks, and we did an episode with them recently. That was episode 89, and it's tagged The Artful Village with Mickey Wendell, Darren Houck, and special guest Mark A. Nobles. But we talk a little bit about Woodpost Metalworks in that episode. We also talk about The Artful Village, which is something that we're going to start getting involved with and bringing out the Fort Worth Roots podcast to these little pop-up markets and interacting with the public, which we've done a little bit already, but we want to do that a lot more. I'm thinking about taking Fort Worth Roots to these pop-up markets and car shows and things like that on a semi-regular basis, just because I like getting out there and actually meeting people. Anyway, I'm getting off topic here. Go to woodpostmetalworks.com. Basically, if you need a sign for your business or you're trying to come up with an awesome gift idea, or maybe you just need some decor for around the house. So check them out again. That's woodpostmetalworks.com. All right, that covers it. Thank you, Woodpost Metalworks. Thank you, Hauk Walker Originals. And thank you, Roofing Solutions by Darren Hauk. Thank you all for sponsoring the Fort Worth Roots Podcast. 
Our two guests today are part of the local DFW Taiko band, Goisagi. Both are educators. One is a high school art teacher. The other is a librarian as well as an author and indie filmmaker. You can find them most Sundays from 9 to 11 where they practice inside the Trinity River Park just off of I-30 across from the Botanical Gardens. You can find them on YouTube under G-O-I-S-A-G-I dot D-A-I-K-O. That's also their Gmail, gosagi.daiko at gmail.com. And on Instagram, it's also gosagi.daiko. I had a chance to run out there today and catch them just real quick while I was doing my editing. Just took a little quick break, shot out there, caught a video. And if you're watching the YouTube version of the Fort Worth Roots podcast, you'll see what I'm talking about. Also, there's going to be two songs that they provided me with that I'm going to play for you at the end of this episode. This is incredible stuff. If you haven't seen it, if you haven't heard this kind of music uh, from a Tycho group, this is going to be a real treat for you. My two new friends were a lot of fun to talk to. I'm looking forward to having them back on the Fort Worth Roots podcast. Remember to stay tuned to the end for their music, and then their show notes are going to be chocked full of links and uh, YouTube links that you can click on and check out more of their artwork. They do have two events coming up that I'm waiting for details on. As soon as I get that, I'll share it with you on the Fort Worth Roots Facebook page, and I'll add it to the show notes. All right, that's enough talking out of me. Please give it up for our guests today, Kenna Sosa and Sean Ibanez. Thank you all for being here, and let's start the show. Thank y'all for doing this. Y'all found me probably on one of the music groups, Facebook groups or something like that. Mm-hmm. And uh, we set this up. And honestly, I, uh, I I did a little bit of research and I wasn't quite sure what we were getting into here today. <laughs> but then after going through your photos today, I realized that I think if it wasn't y'all, it was somebody else that does something very similar. But they were set up at the the big park across from the botanical gardens. Oh yeah, that's awesome. Out of a van, and they were they had these huge drums, and they were just going to town, and they were so <laughs> vibrant and full of life. And <laughs> and I was with a friend of mine, and I said, I gotta go talk to them. <laughs> and she said, Please don't bother them. <laughs> and I said, I really, really want to talk to them. She said, Well, if they're there when we come back, because we were walking the trail, mm-hmm. then then you can go talk. And y'all were gone. And I was heartbroken. But you know what? Here's the universe working out. So thank you all so much for reaching out to me. Let's start with uh, the the origin of your story. How did did you guys get to connect? Yes. (laughs) Um, Where are you from? Let's start there. Actually, that's funny too. (laughs) That's the universe. Um, We're actually both originally from San Antonio, as is one of our other core members as well. Jay up there on the left. And we all ended up here. And I don't know how many years ago, over 10 10 years ago, we were members of a, a different Taiko group, and that's how we met originally and developed our skills and our love for Taiko. And, you know, life just kind of leads you off in different directions. Right. And then at one point, what, 2015, more or less? 13. Well, 13, <laughs> Sean had decided to found his own group, okay. and um, he wanted something original, something that, that was his. And so the first person who jumped on board was me. I was ready. Um, You know, he's so skilled and so talented. And and I wanted to try something new and to up my game, too. And so for a while, here we were in Fort Worth, just the two of us. You know, we played some marathons. We played some schools. But, 
you know, you saw what we do. It's big and powerful sound. And between two of us, there's only so much you can do dynamically with two right. players. That's immediately what I thought of, is it looked like something you would need four people for. Exactly. Oh, yeah. <laughs> exactly. But the great thing was, at that time, because it was just the two of us, we could work on developing some of the songs. And a lot of the songs grew from the experience of, of playing off of each other. Right. While in the meantime, we waited for fate to happen, and our other two core members joined us, Chris and Jay, around that time, and we were the fantastic foursome. And what year was this? Oh, oh. gosh. <laughs> it, was, it was almost three years before <laughs> Chris joined, and yeah. then Jay joined the next year. So. And so the genre is, did you say taiko? Mm-hmm. Yes. How, how do you frame taiko? What, what is taiko? Taiko is Japanese drumming uh, percussion. Japanese it's ensemble drumming. percussion. Okay. Uh-huh. Yeah. Um, it, it's grown from uh, traditional Japanese percussion roots and you'll hear a lot of people say it's automatically traditional Japanese drumming and there's mm. it's not because it takes takes the, the roots from hundreds of years ago and it, and, and it combines it with um, contemporary jazz roots and it, and it really kind of came into being in the 40s and 50s so alongside jazz and world war ii and you know internment camps and 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 all of that i was and about to say japanese traditional music was probably not too welcome during world yeah. war ii <laughs> so um to to bring the community together a taiko really started to expand and then because of the music at the time and a lot of the percussionists who started it at the time it it took uh, those jazz kind of improvisation roots and combined it so a lot of what you see today is is uh ensemble groups with a lot of soloing and a lot of choreography um and i'm i'm very simplifying it it's it's way more complicated than that um I will tell you this, if you're walking through the park in Fort Worth and you see something like that, you're going to stop in your tracks and go, what the hell is that? That's incredible. What are they doing? Like, are they doing this for free? Is there an event? What's happening? (laughs) Well, that's the great thing about practicing in the park is we've gotten a lot of gigs that way. Oh, I'm Um, sure. A lot of connections. We we almost connected that day from you you playing in the park. You should have come by. I tried. (laughs) My, My handler was like, no, don't bug him. And, and, you know, honestly, that's that's how we recruited our last couple of new members. We've had some new members join us um, the past year, basically, a year and a half. year and a half, yeah. Mm-hmm. And that's how we found them as well, is just being there and being present and being outdoors and letting our sound ring and yeah. seeing who, who it brought to us. Yeah, we've had people tell us that they can hear us in the garden in the gardens <laughs> i'm sure like at the top where the like the top of the rose garden uh-huh. and everything uh-huh. and then all the way down at the other end um where like dream park is at they can hear us so do y'all play there pretty frequently we're there every sunday from 9 to 11 practicing oh, okay yeah. okay we don't have a uh studio because you don't need one yeah well that, <laughs> and that's true too i mean now that we've found you know that we can hang out under the bridge when it rains or snows or you know hails or whatever else <laughs> we have a place to practice is that the bridge you're talking season. about right there in the park yeah i where yeah. the train passes yeah. through uh-huh mm-hmm. yeah the little, the little tot train yeah. yeah yeah have you all ever ridden on that thing i have actually <laughs> have you really? oh with olivia <laughs> yeah i'm a seven-year-old well one time olivia was on there and the thing derailed so they had to like walk back <laughs> oh my god so so nothing violent <laughs> no i mean it moves like five miles an 
hour, you know? <laughs> right. But it, any train yeah. derailing, it's right. not good. Yeah. That's how it goes places. Yeah. We used to practice in the gazebo, though, right there. And it was funny okay. because mid-song, the train would come by and I'll just blast. blast. Yeah. And, we, and I was like, man, if we record, that's going to have to be part of the song. Yeah. <laughs> I have to plug <laughs> that in somehow. noise or else it just won't feel the same. <laughs> <laughs> just just have, have it on a button. Yep. <laughs> or, or invite the guy out in his overalls and he can blow a train whistle. You get to start the show. <laughs> right. I've done it too. For our listeners that uh, don't know at all what we're talking about, there's a small train. Well, I say small. I mean, it's miniature, but it's got probably... It's got six cars on it. Mm-hmm. It's more than that, right? Is it? Wow. I think it's like 15 or 20. <laughs> Am I wrong? I'm not really sure how long it's, it is. I mean, it's a pretty good size, and it goes all the way from, I guess, north of the zoo, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. And then it follows the Trinity River. Mm-hmm. It goes... All the way up to 7th Street. Yeah, it goes and then back down. under I-30 and then back to 7th Street. And then it's not a unscenic route. I mean, there's trees and there's mm-hmm. the park and the river. And, and it goes over the river. Yeah, It's really cool. Yeah. So, and I think it's, I don't know. I want to say it was like 10 bucks. I don't remember. It's been it's, it's a while. It's pretty cheap. Yeah. <laughs> but if you miss the train, you miss the train. He ain't waiting. No. That <laughs> no. dude is. You've got to come back later. You might be able to <laughs> run and catch him, though, if you're a fast Yeah, train. it's Good, really but. not a fast train. <laughs> <laughs> he, he he might have some type of uh, implement for people trying to... Decay. I don't know what it would be. Well, we'll I'm have not, to try it. I'm not implying any violence would be encouraged. Stick. Yeah. Big sticks. <laughs> but that that's a cool thing. And, and to just kind of stumble upon that, you're like, what? Yeah, it's pretty odd. So, <clears throat> But we'll have to uh, address that. Next time I'm over there, I'm going to go up to the ticket booth and be like, hey, look, if you see some folks... <laughs> Playing some Japanese drums, you need to just kind of, you know, <laughs> Relax no on train the horn. horn. Yeah. <laughs> but y'all, y'all probably have a lot of ambient noise. Oh, uh, yeah. Cars passing, <laughs> oh, people yes. laughing, homeless people mm. screaming. Uh, homeless people's. That, we've only ever had one issue. One. one. Yeah. 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 Not super bad down there. No, not at all. We did the best one one time. We were playing, and it was like in a, a very specific low volume part of a sound so you know we're making noise and then it goes down and then this truck came by um with a bunch of horses in it and the horse neighed right at the right moment <laughs> and we all just laughed because it was such perfect it timing. just fit yeah yeah was, oh That's i awesome. wish that was part of our song <laughs> <laughs> i don't know about that <laughs> it's very fort worth fort yeah. worth oh, absolutely <laughs> yeah so from san antonio to here did did we already cover this how did y'all make it here what brought you to the area Oh, didn't when did we? you come here? 2001. I was I just graduated from the university and I was living in Mexico City and I was looking for a job to come back to the States and I wasn't really having any luck in San Antonio. So mm-hmm. Dallas had jobs and so I said, why not? And I came here and now it's been two decades and now it's home. And you were just, you were teaching in Mexico City? Yeah, I was teaching English, uh, okay. ESL or EFL in that case to adults. Right. Um, and now, like Sean, I think Sean mentioned earlier, we both work in education. So I'm still in education. Now. I'm a school librarian. Okay. Currently in Irving. Okay. So you're all over the place. Yeah. You have friends everywhere. <laughs> yes. She is definitely our PR person. <laughs> <clears throat> I am not. <laughs> so every every Sunday, uh, now do you have to load up your individual drum and make the trip from Irving all the way down to Fort Worth? <laughs> Well, no, that's I, my job. Yeah, we, <laughs> our members. I mean, Sean lives here in Fort Worth, but our members do kind of live all over the metroplex. 
Um, so Sean, about two years ago, maybe got this trailer to where finally yes, he can have room in his vehicle and actually move and breathe while he drives over. Nice. Um, so it's cool. You probably saw the trailer with the great big Goisagi emblem. On yeah. It. Th- you know, the, the, the drumming and the music is what really <laughs> stuck <laughs> in my, yeah. got in my head and stayed there. Uh, what you were driving didn't really, <laughs> but I, I did see your symbol while I was trying to unfortunately not successfully pull up instagram on this large tv here i've got to figure that out that's <laughs> annoying so yeah so for the folks listening that weren't in the room watching me panic i was trying to pull up something <laughs> and the best pictures are on instagram how, how do they find your instagram um, it's at it's well, the same way i did it. it's g-o-i-a i'm sorry g-o-i-s-a-g-i and that pulled it right up Yep. Yeah, y'all, y'all have Probably a very unique one. name. Yeah. If you if you just Google Goisagi, you're gonna find mostly us, and then some images of a bird, I was which about we're to say, yeah. named which after. Name. Goisagi, so. Japanese something or other. Yeah, uh, sagi means uh, t- t- heron. That's basically. right. Yeah, yeah, so Goisagi is night heron. Yeah, that's mm-hmm. on page two. <laughs> Everything else, you're, you're you're all of page one. The heron got page two. Yeah, and let's yep. face it. Sorry, heron. Nobody looks at page <laughs> <Sorry>. two. <laughs> and it's just like one very specific uh, Japanese night heron. This funny little brown bird. It's but a good over, looking bird. It's over here. Well, and so the reason I chose that name for the group is because over here the night herons. We have these uh, yellow crowned night herons, which are still kind of funny little birds. They're not like the big blue ones, uh, but they have these three little things coming off the back of their head that are yellow. And so that's that's where our logo comes from. And, and okay, yeah, there's a whole backstory. Uh-huh. And this this is part of your logo here. Uh, or no, just that's for just the drawing I did. Yeah. Yeah. <coughs> so if y'all are watching the, the oh, our logo is actually on the back. Oh, mm-hmm. there you go. Yes. So black I'm, and white I'm showing the this little. I'll I'll put a copy of this on the uh, YouTube version, but I'm I'm also putting it up to the camera so you can see it. That's their logo. And then this on the uh, other side. This is your album art for a light. That's our first album. This is your first that's, one. Yeah. It was that's just awesome. released in April. That's right. I saw this the year. So. Yeah. Yeah, we'll do, another, do another one next year. Where's the best place <coughs> that they can go to get this? Uh, one of our performances (laughs) live is always best I would point out though that we do have copies currently at top 10 records um, in Oak Cliff at Growl Records in Arlington and also at Forever Young Records in Grand Prairie so if you can't find us live or just shoot us a message and we'll figure it out directly um, you can go to one of those stores and they should have a copy that is so cool yeah, just, I mean, the the little bit that I saw today trying to feverishly do some research on you and then hearing y'all play in the park, I know it's going to be very, very powerful. Yes. It's going to be incredible stuff. And so, it's all live cuts. So. Where, where do y'all, and is a lot of this uh, recorded there in the park then? Oh, no. <laughs> no? So we were talking about noise earlier. It's insanely loud. I mean, the number yes. of cars that, you know... <clears throat> play loud music or try to tear mm-hmm. out from the university light oh yeah nowhere you got and, to right yeah, and sirens yeah. for some reason else. yeah oh, sirens, yes. <laughs> and all the trucks with uh pulling trailers for cattle and, <laughs> and horses and everything and dogs yeah, barking dogs no. barking <laughs> yeah yeah uh no we don't record there <laughs> yeah. so where did you do your recording um one of the pieces on there is a solo piece that i did a couple years ago it's called lani akea that i um did with uh tanner landry out of uh used to be where was sound yeah yeah yeah. um i think it's changed names since then Uh, and then the rest of it we did jay up there on the left Mm. uh is a recording engineer okay so 
Yeah. He, that works out. Yeah. yeah. So <laughs> we all went to Kenneth's house. <laughs> oh, wow. Yep. In Irving. Oh, and Grand, Grand Prairie. Prairie yeah. Grand Prairie. <laughs> why, why was I thinking Irving? Because I work in Irving. Oh, you work in Irving. Okay, okay. So yep. Grand Prairie, not too far. Yep, made my neighbors mad. Actually, none of them complained. They never said anything, so hmm. that's what they get. Now, I guess we'll go do it again. Yeah, I mean, it was, <laughs> it was Sunday morning after, I think we started at like 11.30. And this, Something like that. So is this yeah. in the garage? or Oh, no, oh, living no room. my living room. <laughs> living room, okay. Just pushed all the furniture out of the way. Yeah. Yep. <laughs> yep, and Jay set up and did his magic. And, that's you know, we're... Awesome really fortunate to have people not only with musical talent but very distinct talent otherwise outside Mm -hmm. of music like jay's recording talent sean's artistry and you know he builds a lot of our drums as well and i bug people (laughs) 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 to get us onto places and get us gigs and chris up there is also very talented at making merch okay so pretty much any merch that we have other than the cds is stuff that chris has made herself um so she's made us anything from you know, Yeti cups to stickers to um, laser cut our with keychains. Yeah, our shirts. Yeah. Um, mm. So she's insanely talented That's as awesome. well. Yeah. yeah. And she's an engineer. Yes. So. <clears throat> y'all, y'all have gotten inside scoop on everything. <laughs> That's actually, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> We've gotten really lucky because there's, there's three other people. Uh, mm-hmm. Maori, there's uh, Katie, Katie, and then um, Fallon. Yeah. Yeah. And they all have different backgrounds too. And so... Mm-hmm. So everybody really... It's so awesome because they they all bring something. Like yeah. Mary, she um, she does a lot of organization with events, and so she's now our pretty much our crew person. Like mm. we have a lot of equipment, oh, so yeah. a lot of times when yeah. you see us practicing, we have some of it out. Right, but that's not the whole collection. Like I don't know if you saw the really big Odaiko that we have that's up on a tall stand that has our emblem. I don't know if you'll have that up. Uh, yeah, mm, a lot of times not. we don't. It was have pretty practice. windy for a while there, and we yes. wasn't putting it that, up. That would not have been good. Um, but we have a ton of equipment Mm -hmm. and it fills the trailer and there's got to be a structure to it or else it's just madness and so when she came on board it was great because she had that background of organizing and loading and and doing it all in such a yeah and we were like oh hallelujah you are (laughs) our loading person now (laughs) and we're all going (laughs) to listen to you and so everybody's just come with with something new to contribute and that's really helped us a lot yeah absolutely and so you made the drums (laughs) (laughs) how does one go about that these are not you know snare drums these are giant drums these are huge and it's all it's all looks like one piece of wood is what it looks like it it should be um so traditionally yeah they're they're made from an aged hollowed out log um that's pretty difficult to pull off here uh not impossible but i mean you know you can go from 20 degree winters to 105 degree summers right. uh, in yeah. a couple of weeks <laughs> it seems or days yeah really i mean you know <laughs> just depends on what texas wants to do uh today and so <clears throat> yeah a lot of uh because it's it's harder for people to do that and because it's it's expensive to get traditional uh traditionally made taiko from japan um, I mean, we're talking thousands and thousands of dollars. And then to ship, it's even more. Mm-hmm. So is Taiko, is it also a wood? No, uh-uh, no. Just a ta- oh. Taiko uh, is Japanese for drum. It means, oh, okay. yeah, it means wide body drum mm-hmm. or fat okay. body drum. Yeah. Um, I thought it was just specifically the genre, but I'm learning yeah, here. It, so we're in the learning tree. Yeah. <laughs> tree of trust. Um, so, yes, yeah, a lot of groups over here didn't have access <clears throat> to... Um, 
order and have stuff shipped from Japan, so they had to learn to convert things like wine barrels and whiskey barrels. Okay, okay. And basically, or like once once people got very deeply into it, they could figure out how to stave construct, build their own barrel that wasn't you know used for alcohol or anything, and right. they could be a little more stabilized, and so... Yeah, I built stave constructed drums. Um, we were talking about kind of where we came from before. I moved up here to get my master's degree at TCU okay. uh, in sculpture. <laughs> so constructing and building things mm-hmm. has always been in my uh, in my wheelhouse. And so, so you're a Horn Frog alumni. Yeah, awesome. Mm-hmm. Yeah, the Frog. Oh six. Yeah. <laughs> um, so I came up here in 04, and then I had you know li- been listening to Tycho since 2001, and then found Dondoko Tycho here in Fort Worth and joined them and wanted to have my own drums and everything and, and they're very cost prohibitive no matter like where you get mm. them you really have to invest it, it, it <clears> looks <throat> like it must i mean because instruments are just expensive yeah just in general so those <laughs> drums look like they must cost five grand starting uh if you order them yeah if you buy them from japan they generally start the bigger ones that you see generally start about 4k um so it was a lot it was easier to kind of spread the money out over time learning to build them on my own and so yeah. now I mean, I would yeah. love to be able to drop, you know, $20,000 to get, you know, traditionally made Tyco because they're a whole other, whole other thing. Um, and they're gorgeous. And all the parts are made, you know, with this, this love and attention. That, well, to that be I fair, the ones do. that y'all are playing on are beautiful. So oh, thank, you. thank you. Yeah. I mean, it, it takes a lot of work. Um, you know, if you can pack it all down and you can just focus on that, you can get it, you can get one built in three weeks. Yeah. Mm. I don't have that kind of like <laughs> devotion. I mean, I have that yeah. devotion. I don't have that kind of time. You know, I've got so, the kid. And so what does it generally <laughs> take him to build one of these things? Oh, he doesn't really tell us when he starts. <laughs> yeah, so no. he shows up and he's like, oh, we have a new this. And oh, then we wow. all say, yeah, yay, that, thank yeah. you. <laughs> I need to do that again. There's a few things I have in the works. Yeah, so. and, and because you brought up... Uh, you know traditional drums he does build some really beautiful snares too by the way oh okay yeah, yeah. and and so do you do you have that going as a, as a separate instagram awesome, awesome. <laughs> yeah <laughs> which i also could not pull up apparently on this television which i'm yeah. gonna have to figure out how to fix that but yeah so i i advertise all of that poorly well, i mean well, i'm not fo- the pr person we're, we're, you know. so <laughs> let, let me be the pr person right now where, where can people find your your other side thing with your drums so building the drums and now blacksmithing and stuff oh wow uh, yeah do you I'm, make handbags no okay good i've got a friend that sells handbags so i oh, no. couldn't have any kind of cross yeah, no, no, no competition no. handbags are his territory sorry grant um, <laughs> no um, i'm at bull and board um bull and board yeah mm-hmm. and that's like again on instagram i um I, I chose that name because originally it was just going to be like kind of hey this is how i make taiko and stuff and then i started started building snares because i've been a kit player for like less material too right mm. oh yeah but like somehow <laughs> somehow because of all the hardware like j- almost as expensive to build like wow. it's just yeah it's ridiculous of course i mean you know with covid and everything the cost of materials just went unbelievable through the roof. yeah so i haven't yeah. built anything in a while um not like that anyways um but yeah my snares are there if you dig deep enough you can see the snares uh and you can see the taiko that i made and then try to repost things but like a lot of it right now just uh with the past school year has been trying like trying to show my students work or like what i'm working on with my students and Mm -hmm. in the art classroom so that's awesome (laughs) and it's awesome that you're both educators that's uh speaking of covid that's been a tough uh industry unreal i don't know if you call that an industry but (laughs) the line of work that you're in is uh difficult how are the kiddos 
handling it uh, as far as what you've seen at your school district? Um, well, I actually switched from Dallas ISD the year COVID hit was my last year and switched to Irving. So, you know, we had that hybrid thing where we had the kids in front of us and the kids on a computer and I'm a librarian. And so I was hauling like shelves full of books with me and two monitors and going like this down the hallways. And it was, it was madness. And I was, you know, hurting myself, but the kids that, that are at my school were just so gung ho and excited still. And I was like, I can't lose my my joy right now while they still have it but this year that they all came back it was just amazing like i i know it was a tough year and there was a lot of adjustment and there was a whole lot of work and a whole lot of catching up but the kids that i worked with are phenomenal and they were just so happy all of the time so it was like okay yeah yeah i can still do this i can still show up happy every day and high five and tell people i love them and hug them and but you know i live with i I work with little ones though (laughs) at the high school level it's quite different yeah i I, I work with elementary (laughs) Mm -hmm. yeah there'd there'd be a dayline story about you sir yeah hugging high school kids yeah (laughs) i like my personal space yeah 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 well that too but you know so it's it's a different it's kind of a different world like the little ones they they don't really know better a lot of them because there's they are little so they're pretty resilient they bounced back and they were just so happy to be there and to be back so this has been a good year um it was it was tough in a lot of ways but i it wasn't in the way that where i thought okay it's time to give up you know it was still a good thing to be back well it's good to hear you say something positive about it because you know last year whenever education would come up it was pretty grim and uh you know uh, I don't know if you've ran into these really cool cats, Paul and Carrie Smith of Late to the Station, Mm-mm. local musicians, but uh, they were educators, and we were talking about this. And they're no longer educators, but we got on the subject of resiliency and how these mm-hmm. kids are going to deal with all the changes that happened to you know the the kiddos in a certain age group going through two two and a half years of the worst social stuff that weirdness, mm. yeah. Yeah. How's that going to affect them, and de- de- what's going to happen to their developmental stages or whatever? And yeah, I think there was a, a massive amount of worry, and and I think the the terminology that got thrown around the most was you know they're that they're going to be behind. Yeah, and well, I mean, I mean, mathematically, you would think. I I, I kind of get it, but like you know, if you look at the entire spectrum of students, they were all behind. You know, so before COVID. No, 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 no. I mean, because of COVID, like you know, they because they, of our yeah, they all missed standardized the, testing methods. Oh God, that's oh. a whole other story. I don't even know that I can talk. We, we about don't know. We don't have to. We, we don't have to. That's a bad word. Yeah, no, yeah. we don't talk. About okay, that. sorry. Well, what I will say though is they they went into COVID at least at the little ones' age um, without a whole lot of technical skills, and right. so while they may have gotten behind in certain other uh, faculties. They grew leaps and bounds and they're tech savvy. Like the things that they can do at elementary level are things I could never have imagined elementary kids being able to do now. Until now, because of that, because they were thrown into that technological realm and they're researching and making websites and, you know, they're they're doing all kinds of things that they wouldn't have done otherwise if we hadn't had COVID. Mm -hmm. Um, So I kind of prefer to think they, they grew like three years yeah. Just in, in a way that we didn't expect. In a different area. Yeah. yeah. So we can catch up on the rest later. Yeah. But like they didn't 
do nothing that whole right. time. Like they right. still grew, they still learned, they still had different experiences. It just wasn't what we had planned out for them. Yeah, yeah. and that's a really good perspective. I feel like Carrie might have said something like that. Like there's there's different things that we're not expecting to come mm-hmm. out of this, and we won't know the full results until right. 20, 30, 40 years right. from now. Yeah, I don't. I don't really. I've never felt like they were going to be behind. Mm-hmm. Like because I mean, everybody from kindergarten to to that senior year that that didn't get a graduation, you know, because nobody could be in person. Uh, everything took a pause for sure, right. and we didn't really. We couldn't teach the way we wanted. We couldn't teach certain things because of like I'm an art teacher. It was so insane to try to teach any of that over the internet. Because you can't be there to help anybody. Right. Like, ninety-nine percent of my job is walking around <laughs> the classroom and talking to individuals for an hour and a half. Like, yeah, that's what I do. Is like help them one-on-one. So and they're not even logged in the entire time. You know, right. so so that was you know crazy. <laughs> so did but, you kind of transition into like <clears throat> teaching art theory and kind of more of the literature portion of art, or were you actually yeah. able to teach an art class online? I f- I. Did you Bob Ross it? No, God, no. <laughs> were there a lot of happy little trees? No. There were some people who were like, can we just watch Bob Ross videos? And I was like, oh, man, come on, y'all. Um, as much as I love Bob Ross, you know, like, yeah. no, I, I really try to focus, and I've always tried to focus on getting my students uh, skills that they can use at home. Like, I mean, if I paint, I do oil paint. You can't use oil paint in the classroom because mm-hmm. it's toxic, right? Right. And yeah. so, also, these kids are not going to afford that. Um, right. So, so it needs to be publicly funded in order for them to do what you want to do with them. Well, and I need them. Yeah, I need them to be able to do this, do this stuff at home um, yeah. because nobody was coming up to get materials or anything. And, and so it was just complicated in a number of ways. But I've always focused on like trying to give people skills that they can do at home. So every kid has a cell phone. So do photography stuff. And then, mm. hey, here's these platforms we can use. Um, and I can show you how. But So you learned some things you didn't. No, you're gonna learn that school year. Oh yeah, yeah. If we did, <laughs> if we didn't adjust in some way, shape, or form, there was no way to you know mm-hmm. expect anybody else to adjust. Um, yep. Yeah, and that I think that's a lot of um, good has come out because of that. Uh, there's a lot of uh, educators that had to adjust to catching up with things, catching up with technology. I mean, I'm I'm one of those people. Like I don't because I I teach art. There wasn't a lot of technology. Like they always want technology in the classroom, right? And there mm. is technology in the classroom, but I don't focus on having tablets and things like that. And most of the places that I've taught have never had the, the budget to get every kid a tablet anyways, you know? Um, and that's sort of something that actually changed for the better mm-hmm. uh, with, with COVID happening because kids had to have their own laptop they could take back and forth. And in this case, it was touch sensitive. So suddenly we could do these digital projects mm-hmm. and they could, you know, try to draw on the screen and do stuff like that. And so um, it kind of caused, yeah, it caused a lot of people to, to look at what they had, what their students had a lot more closely and try to troubleshoot uh, mm-hmm. and be a lot more creative about how they could fix things. That's um, cool. Yeah, and I'm not going to say oh, that always went well. <laughs> I mean, no. Like, no, but, but you know. <laughs> but what you're saying is it gave a unique experience that would not have been there had COVID not happened. Yeah. And nobody is saying that COVID was a it's good thing. It's not a good thing. But no. yeah, right. you you are trying to reiterate that, you know, it wasn't a loss. You know, they they didn't lose. The, they had to refocus. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And to go a different path. Absolutely. So, yeah. Mm-hmm. I love that. I'm 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 glad cuz I, I I know that for myself and a lot of people that I've talked to, the the fear is that um, 
we just lost two years of education to these yeah. kids. It's not like everybody went to bed. I, I did. And I even slept then. a lot. <laughs> so, okay. That Especially was actually when I got COVID. Yeah. I slept a oh, lot yeah. when I had COVID. Yeah. And that was a lot of people's reactions, though. It was like, uh, we got very, very, um, I mean, despite the fact that we couldn't be around a lot of people, we got very uh, emotionally taxed by being in a very new social mm -hmm. dynamic. And yeah. a lot of that was just staring at a screen. Like, yes. for anybody out there who has to stare at a screen all day as part of their job, I'm so sorry. It sucks oh, yeah. the life God, out of you. God, it kills you. Right? Yeah, yeah it, you have no energy. And all you did was sit and, like, and, and, and then you're like, I got to go to sleep. I mean, I was going to bed at like 8, yeah. 8.30. I feel like we were just kind of, a good term, I feel like, is just socially depressed. Like, everybody mm. yeah. was just kind of in the state of, it's it's going to be over someday. Like, let me yeah. let me just get through this shit, and then I can resume my life. Yeah, and, and it just dragged. <laughs> the one thing that I noticed more than anything, driving down the street and seeing the trash bags in front of houses just full of liquor bottles and oh. beer cans. Oh, yeah, so drinking up went up. Yeah. It was crazy. Yeah, and liquor stores, I mean, they did really well. <laughs> I'm just going by the stuff I saw in people's front yards. I don't know for sure, but um, it, it it seems like there were a lot of things, and I, I think there's going to be some textbooks and movies, and Mark Wahlberg is going to do a few really bad films, and <laughs> it's all going to be Only about COVID. Yeah. Are they going to be Transformer movies? <laughs> no, they're going to be they're going to be 29 Jurassic Park movies. Oh, oh, That's what they're going to be. Are we already in the double digits for that? I thought this was the last so, one. So don't get me started on the remake. Are y'all going to see the newest one? No, Jurassic yes. Park. I have a seven-year-old. Okay. I have to. We're gonna go see it probably around December because okay. I got to get through all the other ones first. Jurassic Park. Spoiler alert: It's not that bad, but it, <laughs> it's 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 the ratings that I'm getting from friends on the interwebs, and uh, it it's bad. It's real yeah. bad. Awesome. But it's because we've told that story. And <laughs> yeah. You know, I I started learning about filmmaking and and writing and directing and producing my own short films uh -huh. since 2019, and that's been a big beef are that you I into has. indie filmmaking yeah awesome <laughs> yeah cool. i have a few <laughs> um we gotta talk about that <laughs> and just the, the fact that, that it seems like the majority of what's out there right now are remakes or mm -hmm. sequels and, and yeah. trilogies and you know the, uh, there's not even a word for like the seventh film in a series as far as i know but why why are we recycling somebody the told me they're trying to cash in on nostalgia they are but you can't take art and make it business because you lose the soul of art and yeah. right now it feels like mainstream film has lost the soul of creativity and become literally just a cash cow yeah. and i mean like you said yourself this is what number of jurassic park and it's not that yeah. good but well they haven't where's been good the for other a stories time. where are the other stories there's yeah. so many creative like you've, you've met a bazillion musicians just in this area mm -hmm. there's a huge number of extremely talented people everywhere i keep meeting them yeah, yeah, like you. Like yourself. <laughs> you, I get amazed by people I meet all the time, and I'm like, wow, I wish I was as talented as you. This is amazing. And how come I can't find your stuff with that audience? And it's, I, I don't know, I think because it's being run by business as opposed to run by artists who have business skills, that that's what we're, we're finding. And I would really love to see some new voices and very specifically some new plot lines coming along in the near future. What, what is the, uh, there, there's some kind of, Somebody was trying to explain this to me, and it's somebody's principle that there can only be 36 actual plot lines. You know what 31. I'm talking about? 31? <clears throat> yeah. What it's it's broken down into like, uh, it is, 
It made me mad. <laughs> so I agree with you because now, like, since I heard that, I'm like, well, how many could there be? Like the the different things that you could entertain your mind with, like different dramas or mm. plots or whatever. So the, genres. So the thirty the thirty one is is there's there's three different takes on it. And it's been a long time since I've read this, so I'm sorry, audience. <laughs> um, but if I remember right, it's thirty one like. 13 and then like 9 or something like that and it gets more general as you go down in, in the okay, number okay so, so the these are real broader general. umbrellas yes. like the 31 and then you start filtering down or uh, the other, other way, way around, around. yeah yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, so like you know it's 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 stuff like uh, boy meets girl boy loses girl uh, boy gets girl back yeah and like and then it branches off like into two different things you know and then you have you know all your monsters and alien stuff well, and wh- what's what's the top one where does it all branch from is there one or two or probably somebody killed dude's wife and kid and he has to go get revenge I mean I don't know <laughs> oh, that's another overly used plot Ooh. line yeah seriously um, <laughs> the one guy who and can like save the world against everything oh like, yeah there's, yeah there's oh, but they have to be a teenager they have to be a teenager oh. if they're saving the world in a post-apocalyptic. Yes. Yeah. yes. You know, right. it's like that. Um, Sometimes it'd be like that, yeah. Yeah. There yeah. was a whole, there was a whole, uh, the fifth wave is the only one that I can think of. But like, uh, uh, there was that TV series, uh, The 100, mm. which I actually love. I love that show. I actually, I watched mm. the first season and I was like, this is really not what I expected. Yeah, because the first season I was sure I was going to hate. Yeah. As soon as I started, I'm like, I have nothing else to watch. And I pressed play, and then I watched the full season. Yeah, it was okay. actually surprisingly good. I need yeah. to go back and watch the rest of the seasons, but I've been watching other things. But the, the great thing about, you know, during COVID when we couldn't go to the movies is the streaming services started really upping their game. And yeah. that's where you started to see a lot of the really original content with new plot lines or at least a new twist yeah. on an old story that became really entertaining. Like the entertainment factor went up at least as far as you know, things that Netflix was producing independently mm-hmm. and then they produced a lot of, of foreign films too that, you know, weren't going to get produced otherwise. So That's awesome. So yeah, they, they the independent kind of right. came out because we ran out of all the other things. Well, I, I, yeah, I really enjoyed that and, and I think uh, to, to jump on that, one of the, a lot of the things that I've watched lately with school winding down and, and with it actually being the summer is all the made for Netflix mm. stuff. So they, there's a, a, they did an anime series called um, Orbital Children. Okay, it's it's like most anime just go on forever, like so mm. many episodes, and I, I don't, I can't, I can deal with that. It's just <laughs> too much. But Orbital Orbital Children was a sci-fi, like a hard sci anime, which in and of itself is like, I mean, you have to kind of like really pay attention to what they're talking about, or mm. by episode two, you don't know what's going on. Um, and so it was, it was a really good science fiction anime, and and that was surprising. You know, because most of the time it's like, oh, we have a warp drive and blah, blah, blah. And then you don't hear anything about the science, but like every bit of science that was in that, like played into the next episode and how everything turned out. And I can see this on Netflix. Yeah. And it was made by Netflix. I should check it out because I'm a huge nerd, but I've never gotten into anime. My intro to anime, correct me if I'm wrong, Cowboy Bebop, does that qualify? That's a really good one. (laughs) I enjoyed the shit out of it. Yeah. And they canceled it. Oh, yeah. And then they canceled the the live action one. Really good. Yeah. Um, but then they they did they funded a Korean um, science fiction show that I thought was hard side just ended up being kind of just more science fiction a little less a little less on the science um, the Silent Seas oh was that good Silent Sea it's all subtitle right yeah it's all subtitle okay. I I I started it and then I got either I went to bed or I got distracted but I didn't pick it back up but was it was it worth it because yeah. it does start off really slow it, it's 
Yeah, it, it's definitely built more like a like a hard sci kind of like if if you really loved Alien, okay. I mean, like if if you go back and you watch Alien, the first hour and that is hard science, is real, folks. No, 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 that's hard science, <laughs> real hard science. Um, you ever see an egg and it starts cracking open and you're, you're on right, an alien ship? Man, Run! Out, what on, are you doing? Like, don't put your face in it. <laughs> What's it smell like? Yeah. <laughs> you want to talk about stuff that's been beat to death? <laughs> like, oh, I love aliens. Come on. But we man, can keep it going. God. I mean, yeah. and I don't tell you, I've bought. Did you like the new the ones? Books. No, they were terrible. Did you Did you see the series <laughs> Raised by Wolves? You know, I. You need to watch that. I love what, that. And is that it, on Hulu? I, I, no. Uh, I think it's on HBO. Okay, then I need to watch it because it's also by it's also by Ridley Scott. Because I haven't been a big fan of most of the Alien movies, but that is based off of it, kind of loosely, really? a okay. little bit. Yeah, oh, I'll check it out. And uh, I know it's incredible. F- produced, I guess, produced by him by Ridley Scott somewhere like in his realm. Yeah, yeah. I mean, like the the androids are they bleed white, and I don't know. Yeah, that, that's about the biggest connection. <laughs> that's about the biggest connection I saw. Nice. But yeah, I need to see that. So I got to ask you. You were talking about how these series have just been beaten to death, and it's just a copy of a copy of a copy. What did you think about what they've done with the Marvel universe? And then uh, there's another really successful franchise I was going to bring up, but so uh, not the DC universe. No, that was not. <laughs> no. Marvel for sure, but there, there's been that. another really successful one that's uh, continued for a while, but I've blanked on it. But what do you think about the Marvel thing? I mean, they've done a good job of going off in different directions. And tan- oh, the other one was uh, uh, Star Wars, and I'm not a fan mm. of a lot of the newer Star Wars stuff, but they've done mm. really good with, you know, this Obi-Wan series is cool. The Boba Fett and mm. Mandalorian, very entertaining. So they're taking, they're taking the nostalgia and the old but they're yeah. also splitting it off in different stories. And to me, that's worth watching. But Jurassic Park with the same people over and yeah. over again. <laughs> I, I have more respect for the backstory right. than I do for just a simple remake for a newer audience. Yeah. Because if it wasn't great, then why remake it anyway? It's yeah. already great. You know, yeah. they did, what was it, just, just for a random example, Jumanji. Mm-hmm. You know, there was the Jumanji with Robin Williams, which was great. Perfect. And then they remade it, and I watched it with to give it a shot. And right? it was horrible. <laughs> it, they tried to update it for a modern audience, yeah. but it was terrible. Like, it, it just wasn't good. Right. You can do a remake and at least make it good, though. You don't yeah. have to just modernize it. That's not what makes it good. It's the story. But as long as it's an original backstory, you know, I'm all for it. There was... um been a while but the book um that the broadway play wicked is based off of is actually a novel which it was a great novel and it's the backstory of the wicked witch and how she became the wicked witch of the west okay and it's i don't know if you've read it because it's been out mm. for a while but it was a bestseller for a while great novel great novel and then they did the broadway version and i was like oh my god i read the book first <laughs> i can't i can't watch this i just right. can't because it's know? nothing like the book yeah no <laughs> No, but, you know, that backstory was valid. That backstory gave her heart and character, and it helped you understand who she was. So I think if you if you add more to something that's already great, that's okay. But, you know, if you have 30-something movies at this point about the same... It's plagiarism, right? In a way. <laughs> Franchising. <laughs> <ridiculous>. Franchising. Yeah, <laughs> you're, you're kind of, though, like, sure. bleeding it dry, right, you know? Yeah. Like, you're not going to get any more blood from beating this rock... And people are just going out to see it because it's habit at this point. So you can say, yes, I watched it. But are they getting the joy out of it? Yeah. Well, I know every time, like, one of the uh, movies that I loved growing up, whenever they said, oh, 
they're going to do a remake or uh, another um, iteration of it. Or mm-hmm. <coughs> I would always get really nervous because it happens almost every time. You take a classic movie, you try to do another uh, run through with it, and it always falls short. Yeah. You can't take a classic and turn it into something better because yeah. that, that lives somewhere in our hearts and our minds from younger, happier yeah. years. Well, and, and it's, <laughs> I think it's experiential for us because... Um, I watched. I never. I I saw Aliens first in 1987 from behind a couch. Yeah. Okay. And and I say watched. I mean I heard it. Right. Yeah. I didn't really watch it. Uh. And it stuck with me as a. I wasn't. I don't think I was even. I must have been seven. I guess. But um. And that's been like my franchise for my life. I yeah. mean, like I I've seen and all you of them. Seen I've Raised read, by wolves. I've I just, read the books. I well, I, <laughs> so I stopped watching TV for a long time. Like I don't I don't watch TV. Um, all I have is Netflix. Very healthy. And, yeah. You can stop taking extra fiber now, sir. You're yeah. doing your part. <laughs> um, but uh, you know, I think it's it's the experience. Um, people talk about you know nostalgia. Like when you see something, is just yeah. as impactful as what you see or what you hear, right? So. Um, I the first first concert I ever went to was Santana. Okay, most really? people most exactly nice. right. So most people go <laughs> started Damn, at the top. Really, yeah. I know, right? Where do you go from there? And <laughs> and I was like Dave Matthews. <laughs> I was like, well, so depending on the conversation, the first concert I went to was Rage Against the Machine. Okay, but technically, <laughs> technically, the first thing that I saw that was like a, a band was Santana, because um, I saw him with my parents. But you know, you don't tell anybody that, right? <laughs> And so, like, I was, at the time, I was just like, yeah, okay, that's cool, whatever. Um, I didn't really care about Santana's music, but I'll say this, as a percussionist, like, his back line is unreal. He's got, mm. a, like, two percussionists and a drummer in the back. Like, I don't care about Santana. <laughs> like, Santana can sing, Santana can play. Awesome. Wonderful. Everybody's his, his nodding per- their head right now going, yeah. yeah. His <laughs> percussion line back there is an amazing performance to watch. Everybody's Absolutely dusting unreal. off old CDs like, well, let me see. I don't know. Maybe. <laughs> um, but yeah, at the time, it was like, yeah, okay, that's really cool, like watching those drummers, but I don't really care about the music, right? <laughs> now, so my first, my, my second one was Rage Against the Machine. That was way more impactful because I was a teenager in high school. Which album? Uh, that was the Evil Empire tour. Okay. Yeah. Nice. Uh-huh. So then I went backwards and, and, you know, got their first album, and then they had a third album, and they died uh, and fell apart. <laughs> yeah. But anyways, that's a whole other political and then they story. Came, then political, exactly. They yeah. came back, got political, everybody went, okay, I'm out. <laughs> <laughs> but, um, you know, yeah, so whenever you see something or whenever you experience it at the right time for it to make that impact on you, it's like, oh, like, why would you remake this movie? It's like, yeah, you can't rebuild that experience. You know, you can't. I'm never going to have the first Tycho performance that mm. I saw live ever again. Oh, but that's well, yeah. never the goal, right? We just talked about this. You're not trying to recreate that. Right. Yeah, absolutely. Um, no, you can't. Yeah, and I think. Kind of to tie all this together, um, one of the one of the things that that is always that that kind of spawned me to make my own group. My God, almost ten years ago now, uh, is the growth mindset. You know, we were talking about COVID and like these kids got left behind or they're behind or whatever. And it's like you know that's no because yeah, again they had different experiences and all this stuff, but everybody continually moves forward. You know, mm-hmm. the growth mindset is oh I'm I failed. Oh well, I still learn. It's not really a failure. It's it's an it's it's an experience. You learn something, you build on it. One way or another, whether you want to or not, you're going to build on it. Right. Right. Mm-hmm. You absorb that that experience. And and despite how bad COVID was and and 
educationally or just for everybody or like the stuff that it did to our families and our friends and people that we lost and everything um you know we had other experiences that Mm -hmm. that have given us opportunities to grow and and that's i mean going back to Tycho, that's totally why i started this group is because i had things that i wanted to do that i wasn't able to do in the groups that i was in um so i just dropped the money and started building my own stuff and 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 put it together and started writing the things that i wanted to hear and and so here we are i love what you're but saying uh, though because we're we're you're talking about the way it all ties in and it's not pass or fail no it's not better or worse it's life yeah and you're gonna get something out of it whether you want to or not right yeah mm-hmm. and if if yeah so it's it's <clears throat> that mindset is if if you choose to see uh the things that don't work out the way you expect them to as being directly against you or as a failure that you can't overcome then yeah you stop growing and you see the the negative things that happen uh or the the bad things that happen to you because it didn't turn out the way you wanted to you see that in a way that reinforces that feeling and so and this is something i try to work with with my students you know obliquely you know because you can't just you can't stand up there like psychologically break down your students and have them listen right um gotta bring spongebob out oh god (laughs) that is the last thing that's very condescending (laughs) (laughs) uh high school kids from like the year after i graduated i guess SpongeBob. Oh no, your kids still, probably don't even know who oh, SpongeBob. Yes, do. do they? Oh, God, SpongeBob yes. is still hip. It's still a meme. Oh yeah, yeah. there's still memes. Out there. <laughs> memes yeah. will keep things famous. Oh, yeah, yeah. About <laughs> nostalgic. Um, but yeah, I mean, if you don't, you know, you, you got to look at everything one way or another. Whatever happens, good or bad, on face value, you've learned something. You yeah. Know? So you kind of have to 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 figure. Well, let me build on this as opposed mm. to just using it to reinforce the negative things that I already think. Yeah. You know, so. Um, so that's a good mindset. I yeah. think I think it really fostered innovation in a lot of ways because that when when it first happened, that was probably the only time since we've started that we didn't practice for more than a week. Like we've skipped a week before, but we stopped for like a month or something. It was something like that, and then yeah, right when it first hit, yeah. we were just like we, we can't we be together, yeah. locked down like everybody else, yeah. you know, and and then it just got to the point where. We said, okay, but like, I can't keep going like this. Can you? How yeah. can we do this? And we already had the benefit of practicing outside, but we said, okay, right. we're, we can still do this though. We're going to go to a bigger outdoor area. Yeah. <laughs> and we're going to have our drums six feet apart because we're loud enough to hear yeah, each other. 10, 12 feet. Yeah. yeah and we're, st- we're going to wear our masks the whole time, which in go. the summer is pretty brutal. Uh, <laughs> a little gross. <laughs> yeah. That really wasn't that fun. One time use. Yeah. Masks. Yes, but, not a joke. Not a joke on those days. But yeah. you know, the, the first Shit. performance that we had after COVID started was top 10 records. They they were doing this no audience series. Um, you remember when the, the mm-hmm. yeah. guy was filming us and there were two Donovan. other groups. Yes. Um, that played before us and then it was us. And so there's nobody in there except Lily who uh, used to work there that, that mm-hmm. did a lot of programs for the area. And we performed and, and like I said, it was us and the camera guy and Lily and that was it. And I was so happy in that moment and it was just it was like a, a burst because I said I missed this so it. much yeah. and it did not yeah. matter that nobody else was there. They were there online. I don't know right. how many people, but they were there online. But it was the fact that we got to play together again. We got to perform and that was all that mattered. And we were so happy that <laughs> 
I didn't even care that three out of the four of us got parking tickets when we came by. <laughs> oh, shit. <laughs> yeah, so ridiculous. <laughs> no. But we actually had, Chris made us custom masks for that. So, like, we had our logo on our masks yes. when we were performing. And <clears throat> That's cool. Yeah. Yeah. It was like I think a I saw a picture of that. Do y'all yeah. have that on Instagram? Uh, it's on YouTube. Yeah, that one's definitely that's on YouTube. Where I saw it. Yeah. yeah. Oh, you um, might have sent me the, because you sent me a, a several links. That might have been probably, one of them. Probably, because that was a good performance. And yeah. it looks really cool, because he shot it with, like, a fisheye lens. Yeah, yeah, it's real so, wide. Yeah, That's so it looks really cool. cool too. But it was like the a victory of of like telling COVID, okay, like we win. You can't really take this from us. Yeah. You just we just might have to do it a different way. And what a badass way to tell the story through those big, beautiful, bassy <laughs> drums. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> well, and you know, talking about innovation, like a lot of uh, you know, talking about like Netflix and stuff like that had to up their game. But like a lot of these little places, uh, like Top Ten, is is uh, they do a lot of grant writing mm-hmm. and that performance grant writing. Grant writing. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So they, in order to to um, they get government money basically. But oh, you have they're, to, they're oh okay. Yeah. Grants. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. So they're non pro. <laughs> and I was thinking music. Oh no. Uh, so they had to write. You know, this th- that whole mm-hmm. performance series was for this mm-hmm. grant that they had started before COVID hit, and and they were like, well, we're not really sure what we're going to do, but we'll, we're we're going to do something. We're getting the money, so <laughs> we're going to figure it out, right? Mm-hmm. So a lot of these small places started, and I mean, even symphonies like just started doing these small performances that mm. you would catch online only, and there was a big push to keep the arts alive. Yeah, um, I remember some of this. Yeah, yeah and it w- and that. That it almost came too late, and for some people, I think it, it did. Really, no, it really yes, did, it and did. a lot of those, a lot of those big groups, you know, had to cut people. Yeah. And yeah, I mean, mm-hmm. it's definitely not without its trials and without its its um, its costs, you know. Right. Um, but at least we did something, I guess. Yeah, there was that. We, we stayed alive and and kept pushing the yeah. things that we cared about. Yeah, exactly. And I think for a lot of us, it kind of refocused us on what we really care about the most. <clears throat> yeah, you know thing because we before it we were all running around well me i speak for myself he knows i run around like crazy all the time and i'm doing all kinds of different things and then that i was forced to slow down and as i came out of it i realized i don't want to run around like crazy all the time i want to run at a regular speed so i need to choose what do i care about the most and obviously i'm not giving up on the drumming like I don't I don't think I could at this point unless yeah. I get really injured but I, I even played yeah, with my dog bite remember yeah. <laughs> your dog bite yeah. you got bit, bit by a dog I, yeah. I got bit um, <laughs> tell me a, it's like a Palmeranian or it something it was a pit bull, oh, a pit bull. Oh, I got God. bit by my friend's pit bull and it was my right hand and I kid you not I didn't cry I was staring straight ahead and I thought oh God this is my playing hand this is my good hand it's <laughs> dominant yeah. we can still be friends if I can get back to playing. But if I can't play anymore, I don't think I can be friends with this friend. And and luckily it was okay, but I had a you know a splint on it to keep it straight because it was right in the middle of my pinky. Did so it break the bone or just no. pierce the tendon? Or? No, the dog checked me, we'll call it. Uh, yeah. So he could have done much worse. He, he checked me, basically. Um, but it was ugly. And I had, you know, I had it wrapped and I had a splint and I had all kinds of stuff for a few weeks. And I went and I said, I'm going to be dainty and I'm going to play with my pinky up that's where I got it the worst and I'm going to play and I oh surprisingly could play okay except when we did big movements my splint kept flying off <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and after a few times I was like forget it man I'm just going to play like this and everybody can make fun of me but I still get to play and yeah. that just made me happy there you, you choose what makes your heart happy you, you got full range these days I, awesome. I still can't 
do as much as I could, but I mean, but it's she's almost touching there. the pad of her pinky all the way yeah. back. I used so to be able to do this. Pretty, now now that's that's a little too much. Look at that. That's this excellent. Is, this range. is band camp from middle school. <laughs> oh yeah. Oh, yeah. The, the, they made that us one like, there. Yeah, they made us rub around our fingers because we would play traditional. I'm pretty and sure so, you get locked up for that now. What? <laughs> Back no, <laughs> the, yeah, there's a couple of there's a okay. Yeah, so, so a band, band and athletics, they can still get away with some <laughs> right. kind of like a little bit on the yeah, yeah questionable yeah. <laughs> wow. But no, but that is incredible because your that pinky goes way further back. Yeah, and that's why this one because there's it's not bad actually. There's just a little bit of scar tissue. Yeah, so I can't as much, but it hasn't stopped me. I've been but right you're, back. You're to not it. as much is more than most people's much all you gotta do is put a rubber band around it <laughs> yeah for like and, months yeah wow and do what you normally do and after a while you'll be able to pull that Very off cool. before we <laughs> get out of here because we're an hour in i gotta know about this indie filmmaking oh you said you made <laughs> did you say you made three uh i have made three so i have i had to count because i do things i do a lot of things <laughs> Book signings, book writings, editing. Uh, uh, you're an author? Yeah. You know, we have authors on here, too. Oh, I did not know that. We're going to have no. to do a whole... Y'all are going to have to come back <laughs> Oh yeah, probably <laughs> once a week until we get this all squared away. I'm not an author yet. <laughs> yet. See, yet. You'll well, let's, I've let's written a, a lot of stuff, but I'm not an author yet. <laughs> I have, too. Nobody wants to read it, though. <laughs> That's kind of the way I feel about it. <laughs> I'm like, uh, I'm sure you're much more... Most of mine are like banana doodles and <laughs> scary bats and I don't know. You gotta go Just, into children's publishing. Yeah. Yeah. We love banana doodles they and have, bats. They, you know, yeah, if you've, I don't know if you have <laughs> kids, but like if you walk into the kids section at a, at a Barnes and Nobles, you will see the broad oh, spectrum yeah. of of what I would say is good drawing and bad drawing. But well, you know, I, mean, I know I just, mine would definitely belong on the bad drawing. <laughs> but nobody wants a single. Uh, guy with no kids walking into the children's <laughs> aisle at Barnes and Nobles. You're buying a gift for a nephew. Yes, I mean, if I was over in the sci-fi at Barnes and Nobles <laughs> and I saw that guy walking into the I I don't know, I'd say something. Um, yeah. but it's but, all got a niche. There's 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 <laughs> kids love like kids are let like me you were talking about little kids. They, yeah, they the weirder, zanier. Oh, like, yeah. Yeah. Right, right. That's what I love about it. my job is I get to read about weird stuff all day. Yeah. <laughs> it's awesome. I mean, I remember some of the stuff that like my mom, her hard line in the sand was we could not watch The Simpsons. But oh, she yeah. let us watch <laughs> Rocco's Modern Life and South Park. And I'm like, Well, really? <laughs> like we can't watch The Simpsons, but Rocco, uh, Ren and Stimpy. Oh, Ren and Stimpy was the worst. <laughs> oh, yeah. And like as an adult going and watching that stuff now, you're like, how did they get away with half of that <laughs> stuff? Because yeah. yeah. it was originally on MTV, right? No, it was, I think it was it, no, Nickelodeon. It. Oh, really? Yeah. Uh-huh. It, was a Nick, it was a Nick show. Beavis and Butthead was... Oh, that yeah. was MTV. That was MTV, that was MTV. Yeah. yes. But I, I was with you. I there for a second. I thought Ren and Stimpy was too, but you're right. It was Nickelodeon. Really? I, oh, yeah. I saw it on Nickelodeon. Yeah. The, like, with Rugrats and... Yeah. Yeah. What was the the sister's name on Rugrats? She traumatized me. I never An- watched. An- Angela? An- oh, Angelica. Yeah. Yes. Angelica. Angelica. Yeah. She was so mean. <laughs> yeah, I never evil. watched that show, and I still know who that is. <laughs> yeah. She was a bad, bad lady. <laughs> she probably still is. They know? did a remake of that, and like, and like wrapped up like how they grew up and stuff, and there was something about her, but I don't... It was probably terrible. <laughs> no, she, I think she ended up... T- like it. 
they kind of made her attitude make more sense maybe mm. was this like live action or no it was actually an animated thing, was it better than jurassic park 79 i don't know <laughs> I, I i didn't watch i haven't watched either of those <laughs> all right first indie film happening. where were you how did this come about what's the name of this um well i okay i'm mostly a children's author okay so after my first three books and then i work with kids and i just thought I felt like I wasn't expressing my full voice as a writer. Mm-hmm. Um, so I was looking back at stories I'd written. I'd written many short stories that, you know, they're not adult, adult in that way, but they're for a more mature reader, you know? And and I just felt like it would be a shame to never have those stories heard, to limit myself to one genre. And then I looked into it and I thought, well, you know, there's not really much of a market for short stories. So what do I do now? And I decided, well, I will convert them to scripts and I will make one and see what happens. And I started studying film on my own, you know, at the public library. And I started volunteering to work on film sets and crews. So I was a production assistant for a feature film. And I did that basically as a spy, not to (laughs) get in their business, but so I could see, okay, I obviously know what a good story is and I know what good acting looks like, but do I really know how it works? Do I know what all is involved and what all is necessary to create a film? So really, for me, it was more on-the-job training. And so I, I went and I did that for free several times just to make sure I really understood what exactly does the lighting technician do? What does the PA do? What does the script supervisor do? What does the first AD do? And to to get all of that down to where I felt really prepared to step into it. Um, so I went ahead and I, I hired a crew for my first film back in 2019. Um, it's a short, but it's kind of a longer short. It's about 25 minutes. It's called The Clandestine Lunch Life of Nina. Okay. And <laughs> I know it's a mouthful. I'm already in. Yeah, but you're not going to find any other films with a title close to that. So right. that's a very specific. <laughs> I just loved it. And uh, so your first one's 25 minutes long. Yes. And it is on, um, it's currently on two Roku channels. It's on one called Salt Flicks and one the, that's called the Creative Motion Network. How did you do that? Um, really, I, I find that when you treat people well, they do the same to you. Yeah. And so one of Imagine. the people that I know, right? <laughs> one of the people that I worked with, you know, I was telling him, I've, I've got the film now and I just, I don't know what to do now. Like there's the film festival circuit and you can pay and enter all these film festivals. And I did. And, you know, we got a couple laurels and it's like, okay, but what do I do now? Now it just like sits here and it goes into oblivion or what happens. And so he actually had some connections with people on those two channels and told me, you know, there's no guarantee, but submit it to them and see if they will put it on their station. And so that's how that happened. And wow, um, his name is Theo and he is a wonderful author. Um, thank you, Theo. Actor. Yes. Thank you so much. <laughs> and, you know, he's included me and my son on, on different projects since he's extremely talented and just a good person overall. Um, and then after that, um, once, you know, it was out there and I waited a little while and then I wasn't sure, you know, I was like, wow, that was, that's a lot of work. I don't think people realize that little five minute segment you saw, how much budget it takes, how much manpower it takes, how yeah. much time it takes somebody to shoot something so small. Right. Do I really want to put myself through this again? And then I, I found there's a, a local film festival um, slash contest called Rack Focus. It's a rack focus competition. And I talked to another friend and he said, you know, you should just direct it yourself. 
I forget it. You take control of this and I'll be there and I'll help you and make sure you don't mess it up. And, I'm, and <laughs> thanks to his support, I, I said, okay, you know, what's the worst that can happen? I do a bad job, <laughs> but right. it's my film. So <laughs> whatever. This is your second one. This is my second. Okay. So the first one I wrote and produced and, you know, helped make happen. The second one I wrote and directed, mm-hmm. um, which is called Pineapple. Now, part of the Rack Focus competition is all the films have to be under 10 minutes. Okay. So, 10 minutes or less, we were at like 9.59. <laughs> and including <laughs> credits. Editing. Uh, yes. Good editing. That's it. No, sorry, Brenda, you didn't make it. Thank you for your help with the sorry. costumes. You're out. We had to cut it. Um, so, we decided to enter and see what happens. And the, the great thing about that competition specifically is that there's so few regulations. So as long as everything is original Mm -hmm. and everything is filmed, you can do all the prep work beforehand, but it can only be shot and finished and submitted within this 10-week period. Oh, wow. Um, Yes. So if you fulfill that requirement, put it in on time, and everything's original, then you're in. And so then there's a screening. So as long as you're in, it gets screened during this competition, and at the end they do awards and everything. Um, So I did Pineapple, which is kind of a little psychological twist of a story but it's about um an immigration interview gone wrong i am and so i can't tell you what the pineapple is for <laughs> you That's have to okay. watch no it no don't no spoilers <laughs> to know no spoilers why it's called pineapple um, <laughs> but i learned so much on that shoot that i immediately was like well we definitely have to enter the next round right right so we went for it again the last round and i had mary one of our newest members and she, when was this uh, this just happened. Gosh, what was that? Jan, Jan. Oh, ago. we were in Midland playing. Yeah, performing. Yes. And my. <laughs> oh, the, my God. Right before Odessa? Yeah. yeah. And, <laughs> well, this was the crazy thing. The date of the screening happened to be the very next day after our performance in Midland. Yeah. Huh. And so I was like, oh, no. That works. I'm going to miss the oh, screening it work. because we're six hours or five hours or however many hours it was away in Midland. How am I going to do this? But it was there. So the lovely Mayuri, who helped with makeup on the film, she said, I'll get up at three or four in the morning with you and drive back. And I was like, oh my God, I love you. Thank you so much. So we drove back super early after a fun night (laughs) performance. (laughs) Yeah, that was a fun trip. It it really was. We have to do that again. But we, so she and I drove back still with the, like we actually stopped in the middle of West Texas because the stars were so beautiful just to stare at it. And then we were like, okay, we got to get back on and not look like we're half dead. And so we drove back on like three hours of sleep to make sure we were there for the screening of the more recent one that was called Surprise. And um, it's got a big cake and... Can't tell us anymore because it's a surprise. um, It's also a very short film. About a surprise party (laughs) with an unexpected twist. I like plot twists. Right. Um, So yes, you can see that one too. How long is that one? (laughs) That that one, we won third place at the festival. What's the duration of the film? Ten minutes. Exactly. (laughs) Because it's the same same one. Yep. Ten minutes on the dime. Yes. Okay. Yes. And I'm actually about to, in July, we'll be filming for the next... uh, rendition of rack focus awesome um it is going to be called unrest and it is going to be a zombie comedy oh boy and i'm very excited about that because i love zombies <laughs> sounds like it needs tycho in the background <laughs> it does I, hey we well, can does. score it yeah, you want to score, score it? it sure <laughs> 10 <Man>. minutes right <laughs> 10 minutes this is this, yeah. it's a good workout <laughs> yeah i'm into i love horror uh soundtracks because of like what they do with generating sound mm-hmm it's so like all the all the scary movie noises that you hear are just 
regular drums and cymbals mm-hmm. with yeah. you know different materials yes. pulled across them and, and so yeah <laughs> let me know <laughs> i'm i'm down for it the for pineapple um the the soundtrack you can't really have a soundtrack for a 10 minute film but right. the the music in it is actually a single that i collabed with my friend lottie mm-hmm. um who's another local fort worth musician he's in a group called um Igimeji Igimeji. Okay. and famous exchange and he's very very talented um, so we did a two-person collab for a song called Exhale, and that's what I used for the intro in the film. So that was really cool because I got to participate in so many different aspects of, oh, of so cool. filmmaking. Yeah. But yeah, it's a lot of <sighs> Yeah. I, every and, time and I'm ten like, am weeks, I crazy? <laughs> ten weeks to... You, you don't even have the story put together yet, do you? You can... For that specific contest, you can have everything, but you can't start shooting. Okay. So you could wait till it begins and do all of that then, but you can have the story written, you can have your cast chosen, you can have your oh, crew chosen. Shoot. You can have everything set in stone, yeah. you know, filming dates as long as you don't start shooting before the start date. That's still pretty quick. Yeah. It, it Yeah, cuz you got to take really a lot is. of that time for editing. It is. But <clears> what <throat> what I think is great about that one too is you see all of the ones that were submitted and so you see this huge variety of stuff that you just didn't expect you know there's things where you say wow that was a great story but you know the sound wasn't great or you know oh i love the the effects on this but there wasn't much of a plot line like you you really see every a little of everything and yeah. all kinds of genres so it's just really it's just really interesting to see what people come up with yeah. you know and and where is this festival usually held is it always in midland Oh, no, oh no, no, that one's in Dallas. That was Dallas. Uh, so oh, I had to oh, drive. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right. I had to drive all the way back. <laughs> and then y'all went to South by Southwest just yeah. this last this That'd year. March. Yeah. yeah, March. And that was for the band. That had nothing to do with indie filmmaking. No, that was that one. was us. Yeah, so that was that was <laughs> Misagi. Yeah, y'all yeah. brought the, <clears throat> the the full caravan down there. All the equipment. Oh, that was crazy. Y'all were down there yes. for how many days? Uh, for zero days. Um. <laughs> Yeah, that was a that was a th- we we because it was we played on a Friday. Yeah, we played Friday night. Was it right? So like we all shot down to, there. We, yeah, we all raced yeah. down in separate cars. Damn. Um, we all took. We didn't take the trailer, right? Or did no, no. Mm-mm. We all just took. We vehicles. yeah yeah. We just packed everything into different cars. This is a very common thing in Tyco groups because very few groups like have the money to like buy a trailer. Um, I've I fronted. This is my baby, so I put a ton of money into it, right? Like, we're just now getting to the point where, like, where we have money on the side to be able to, like, replace things. But yeah. I bought the trailer. Yeah, the, yeah, I bought the trailer a year and a half ago, and that was just, I had to do it because mm-hmm. the drums were destroying my cars. <laughs> <laughs> but anyways, um, yeah, we, we drove down there all at different times uh, to fight the traffic, park, unload mm-hmm. everything, repark. Mm-hmm. Um, twice I, was that, <laughs> I mean if you've never been at south by in in austin driving around is yeah. uh not as bad as i thought it was going to be Dude. because austin's terrible anyway yeah. i was about to say I, i've spent some time driving around austin yeah. that alone is terrible i can't yeah. imagine trying to and it was actually hadn't been before like, no i hadn't been i've never been to south by southwest because i've been to austin on a normal day yeah. and, and that's i don't like driving mm-hmm. so it can it's kind of frustrating <laughs> yeah, frustrating um <laughs> But they actually had they had the traffic control. They kind of had it figured they out. They had huh? it figured out. Yeah. It was uh-huh. it was surprisingly. I mean, you know, like I expected to sit in traffic. You sat in traffic, yeah. right? But it was managed really well. Kudos huh. to Austin and South by. Like it, it was mm-hmm. really really well done. That's good. Um, but we shot down there. Uh, got there at like noon or one o'clock eight. We didn't perform till nine. 
Yeah. But like you have to have your stuff unloaded, right. be yeah, on site and ready, be in the green room. Uh, what do they call that loadout? Yeah. Uh-huh. Yeah, it's you got to load term. in and you got to oh. yeah. load, check load in, in with is, your stage manager. Load yeah. in is getting it in. In right? the vehicle. Load, load out is out. Yeah. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. Okay. And you got to stage your stuff. I'm learning yeah. I'm learning musical terms. And, you know, we, we weren't even sure because... You know, South by Southwest is in one venue. It's many venues right. all over the city. And 50-something yeah. different venues. And we yeah. played at the Russian wow. House, but uh-huh. they had just changed the name, like, oh, that week to so something else right. that I don't remember. It started with an N. Is it Nazdorovia? Yes. If I remember right, it's Nazdorovia. Your Russian is impeccable. I actually took three years of Russian in Oh, okay. Yeah. So you, you weren't putting that. it on. That, I think it, that, that's real Russian you just did there. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> So there's a, there's another word that's very close. So now I'm confused as to whether or not I, I did it correctly. <laughs> nah, they nah. changed the name because we, we all decided um, you're right. <laughs> all yes. the listeners are like, no, that sounds legit. Yeah, <laughs> I think it's just the house now. Is it? Yeah, it used to be uh, Russian House Nazdorovia, mm. if I remember right. But but because of all the stuff with Russia invading yeah. Ukraine. Uh, um, oh God, can you imagine yeah. that and being in Austin? Mm-hmm. Not a good. Yeah, mix. and that was that was March. <laughs> that was mix. spring break. That week. was like so. Right. It was very recent in the beginning of, of oh, yeah, all that of that oh, yeah. it, it had only been a couple of weeks at that point <laughs> our name um, is sunflowers now <laughs> <laughs> that's but a cool little place yeah yeah it cool really was Austin has some incredible spots and you, you know it's it's drawn people from all over the country lately austin is just a hot spot tech well, and, and the talent the, was all over the world like, yeah so one of the people that we played after mm-hmm. uh, uh is a, a a band called navicula Mm-hmm. Um, N-A-V-I-C-U-L-A and it's also the last name of mm-hmm. the, Not the lead cop singer. <laughs> no, 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 it's Ricola. <laughs> oh, okay. Uh, yeah, Navicola. Um, and he was oh, from... Yeah. It was Indonesia? Yeah. I want to say it was Indonesia. But he... He was he, awesome. Oh, yeah, and he ended up playing a solo show. Yeah, for 40 um, minutes. For 40 <clears> minutes. <throat> but he was originally supposed to play with his whole band, but I think their visas expired. Their visas expired ahead of his. Oh, my uh, God. And he had been here for for uh, a musical mm-hmm. um, festival Yep. that was... I don't think it was was in Austin. It was somewhere else. But they were like, well, right. we really want to do South by Southwest, and they yeah. they put in for it and they got it. But then, yeah, the rest yeah, of his crew damn. had to go back. And it's like a seven piece yeah. group. They're really awesome. But he, wow! I mean, he held his own. He held the stage. He held the audience's attention. He must have had a bunch of friends and family there too, because there were some passionate fans. Yeah. <laughs> there yeah. for him, and it was it was great. And he was so happy about it the whole time. Like he was just thrilled to be there, and it was really nice to be around people who just you know again they were just living that moment they were just excited to be playing in south by southwest yeah. and after us um was it the argentinian group yeah mm-hmm. um, they were three piece no yeah. yes there was okay yeah there, there was, was the argentinian group there was a three piece a very small, very small space but then so, there was like the eight piece oh yeah that yeah. was that was Eight individual artists mm-hmm. from from all over, from, like different places in South America, the Middle mm-hmm. East, India, yeah. playing uh, traditional instruments. Yes, I wish yeah, I could remember South, their name. I gotta go awesome. next year. South you know, by Southwest now that is an now that I've festival. been to it, like it's you know, book a place in advance. Mm. Um, yes, like like well like in yesterday. Advance. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. They'll help performers like find a place to stay. Yeah, yeah. But since we just were up here. Yeah, we we just, we, we just back right. all had to At get two back. In the morning. <laughs> yeah, we all yeah. had other things to do. Between March <sighs> and April, we played 
probably once a week at least for like almost two months solid. Yeah, it's wild. Yeah. That's why when we hit May, we were like, oh, yeah. well, we're taking the Nasher on the 20th. <laughs> yeah, we played at the Nasher. <laughs> mm-hmm. That was a, that's a nice venue. That was. And then we got really lucky that there was a photographer from KXT that was there. Was uh, it uh, Jessica Waffles? It, it was. was. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I have, uh, I have yeah, been a recipient cool. of some of her um, generosity. She took some photos of us at the Psychedelic Panther. Lo- oh. Love Jessica Waffles. Yeah. yeah. She's, we'll she's have to give cool. her a shout out for this episode, too, because yes. yeah. she's... she's kind of popping up all over yeah. the place she's she does the footwork yeah yeah she, she's, she, everywhere. she's intertwined with the the music community mm-hmm. yeah so yeah it's so another that, one of the names that was our our last performance and then you we, know we somebody wanted to book us i think that day as well for something oh yeah i've was well, that the smu one that we couldn't do because we were already booked that was remember. a monday yeah but i think we were there was, see, and that's we're a, old. that's that's just a we're old. <laughs> we don't know. That's the, well, one of the difficulties is like there's seven of us now, yeah. so like there's four of us here, but we've picked up more people, and we just have mm. not uh, scheduled. It's really hot right now. We have not scheduled uh, <laughs> full that's, full that's dress up like right. photos for yeah. for everybody who's in the group now, um, and that's something we want to do, but mm. uh, because we all have like these very 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 with an e varied jobs um and as educators like we can't just be like yeah i'll take the day off right we'll go yeah. play on a monday at four in the afternoon at a college i would l- i would love to play everywhere that somebody asks us to play mm-hmm. like right. i really would um because i love i love performing um despite the fact i have to move all of the stuff in and out of my house mom by myself yeah. but whatever that that's, that's neither here yeah. <laughs> we help with uh, the rest but that part yes yeah, is yeah. Him yeah. all the time but Damn. it's but just it's just hard to like do certain performances mm-hmm. during the yeah. week so well, you got to manage those expectations right yeah. Yeah. yeah so where can people find you guys playing next or have i mean it sounds like you just told me that you don't have anything we scheduled don't have for the anything summer scheduled right we are now. Yeah. open we are open <laughs> okay. so if you would like to book us please do um, where do they go to uh, the best bet, honestly, uh, we don't have a web page. Um, we did. We're on Facebook. Switched to Instagram. Instagram is the best way to get a hold of us because okay. I'm on it every day. Um, or the email. Yeah, we also. do actually have an email. It's it's uh, goisagi.daiko at gmail.com. So it's the same thing as our Goisago. Goisagi. <laughs> that's, why, that's why I've had you say it several it times because I, I won't mess it up in the intro. G O I S A G I, and you can find that on Instagram. Just type that in. Nobody else has that name. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So. <laughs> yep. And then our our yeah. uh, our email is basically the same thing at gmail dot com. Perfect. So yeah. Just yes. shoot us a message and we'll get we'll see it pretty quickly. Yeah. And then yeah. y'all just mentioned that sun. I don't know if you said y'all are still doing this but y'all are playing sundays in the mornings at the park every yep. sunday morning every 9 to sunday. 11 what's the name of that park that's trinity park. trinity park the, the yeah. trick with that is Why trinity park is that? like five miles long right it's huge. <laughs> it's, pretty, yeah. it's massive it's, it's all over the place miles, but it's, it's huge but there's a gazebo just yes. if you're if you're coming off of i-30 onto university yeah. right uh-huh. mm-hmm. on the right hand side the first entry that you can take to the park yeah right across from the old japanese garden entrance yeah, we're yeah. always yeah. there. And then there's a there's a gazebo right around there. Yeah, we don't play in the gazebo anymore because we once we anymore. hit four people, we couldn't yeah. really put men into it. <laughs> yeah, where I saw you guys, y'all were about eh, maybe a quarter mile up from the gazebo. Yeah, not too far. Yeah, yeah. North, yeah. Hear north, us. north. Just follow the, the sound. Yeah. Yes. You'll, you'll hear you'll them. Find us. Really. <laughs> We've had people honk at us while driving by. Oh, yeah. thanks. Yeah, because yeah, we're not making noises over here <laughs> other than, you know, yeah. Yeah. horns. Yeah. <laughs> 
Yeah, we've had all kinds of people come up. I think uh, last weekend there was a college group doing a call, oh. like a run, <laughs> and they came up and I, God, with I bananas too. Yeah. <laughs> they gave us, they gave us water because they were doing like a, a, <laughs> right. a mini marathon with yeah. like college students and their families and stuff. Have some um, potassium. That's actually very generous. It's actually very because helpful. they needed the potassium. Yes, you, you well, probably honestly, did too. You're yeah. hammering the yeah, drum. Yeah, we did. <laughs> well, yeah, they brought us water and stuff too. <laughs> That's cool. Is that Westland? I think so. I think they were from Westland. Parks are kind of cool like that, you know, because you get people yeah. out and they're doing well, different things. Mm-hmm. And I, 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 I want my personal studio so that we can like do weekday stuff at night yeah. and not be in the sun all the time or in the dark. Um, but that's one reason that I'm not worried about it is because we've never, we've had the police drive by us and be like, hey, and I'm like, what's up, guy? Um, and we get all kinds of foot traffic just being out there we get tips oh we yeah. get tips like we have a we have a uh like every two weeks yeah, three weeks same, we get we get a, same lady yeah, a lady who travels a lot and she tips us you know and she bought one of our cds now that i've met y'all i am so <laughs> embarrassed that i didn't walk up to you that day and go hey this is crazy what's going on I'd like to have you on my show. But we get all kinds of people. Again, the universe, it worked. Yeah. So <laughs> this is great. It was supposed to happen. I can't thank y'all enough for doing this with me. Um, is there anything else that we need to cover before we get out of here? Yeah, so our CD uh, is actually on Spotify. So if you can find us on Instagram, you can find that on Spotify. Um, and of course, if you if you would like to purchase one, if you mm-hmm. still own a CD player, if you know what that is, <laughs> then buy. You know, just yeah. just give us a message and and yes, we'll slip one in the um, e- in the mail in the email. We'll slip one in the mail. If yeah. not, it isn't on all the major streaming services. So yeah, know, Spotify. It's Apple also on Music. Apple Music and yeah, yeah. get it that way too. And yeah. this is the best way to support an artist though is by buying a CD or. Uh, downloading it off of uh, Bandcamp or something like yeah. that. Mm-hmm. Those streams that you, I'm sure the audience has heard me say this a million times or artists that I've had on the show, those streaming services pay like Pennies. a penny for every million downloads. Yeah. Yes. It's, it's and nuts. those aren't the exact number folks, but it is ridiculous. <laughs> it it mm-hmm. comes out to uh, it's something like a thousandth of a penny per it's, listen it's really or something yeah. yeah so well, who's plus, the real winner yeah <laughs> plus if you get the cd you get sean's cool cover oh art yeah man i try and the interior art um, which if you pull out the cd you yeah that's our logo that too, too. Yeah. I, I, the things i don't think about like, <laughs> oh yeah yeah that's good there's a good set. and see like people my age group we appreciate this kind of stuff <laughs> but uh and i i hope that this new generation gets on board with this because downloads are not where it's at well you know vinyl was coming back like there's vinyl a huge is still vinyl huge. crowd and, yeah. and I would like to one day have a, a home that smells like rich mahogany and a record <laughs> player and many leather bound vinyl records yeah you know? and you, you can have that dream <laughs> <laughs> I need it's that okay in my life dream, yeah yes. so yeah. It, I think it's uh, vinyl has very much picked up like uh, uh, craft coffee mm-hmm. yeah people people want to spend the money on the sound yeah and yeah. on the on did the quality of experience instead yeah, of the, just the caffeine it's you know? the experience i mean yeah. streaming services are starting to kind of seem like blood diamonds so mm. i think people are getting away from folgers and going for like homebrewed coffee you know yeah. what i mean mm. exactly <laughs> yeah you know technology you know talking about like what what had to change with with covid and stuff um <clears throat> being my age uh and having grown up pre-youtube pre all of this um, pre-streaming, there there was 
there was the a tendency for people to be like, no, this is going to be so bad for everything, Napster, um, you know, yeah. and all of that. And then, you know, we pushed as a populist stealing music or as a populist like demanding things in a certain way, mm. uh, like the industry industry had to catch up and it did so now we have streaming services and now they found a way to you know to push the pendulum back way the other way it's, it's, yeah. you know, it's like oh we have all this great music for you that we don't really pay artists for um, yeah. and etc but now you can download the one song you want off the album and never know what the rest of the album mm. sounds like right yeah. so yeah. so every time we have this technological kind of revolution in how we're doing things there's, there's a big push and pull um, and you know for people our age like we want to know what the rest of the the cd sounds like and for yeah. artists like wanting to know what people are doing like you have to have the album because an artist doesn't write you know 13 songs in this case six uh and put it on an album randomly right like they pick the six or seven that are going to go on there and in an order in a very specific order right. so that the experience from start to finish is its own thing that's what an album is an album yeah. is not just a bunch of stuff thrown together i mean and so like streaming kind of hurts that way too because people are like oh i like this mm. song but i don't really care about the rest of these people yeah. you know rest yeah. of their work and it's like well then you don't you're not a music listener yeah. <laughs> you know like, like every say, everything we're not marketing has, to you buddy every, <laughs> everything has become now that's music whatever edition weren't those the the cds oh, that came out yeah, every year yeah like one they song it was one song yeah. oh i'm sure they 35 do. yeah now jurassic park ninety five thousand. <laughs> poor jurassic park yeah i, I mean know. there's so many other movies I'm so <laughs> upset no that's the one i'm upset about today <laughs> <laughs> this is transformers for me transformers oh, oh come on mark Wahlberg was no, in one God. he was in two of them yeah, yeah the first one i was i was like oh my god this looks amazing right you know because they marketed it so well Aww. and then i got in there i was like this is this is not this is not what i signed up for <laughs> yeah I you get my, embarrassed the, yeah. the thing i noticed about and i i didn't know this until well after i'd watched transformers and i'm like i don't know why i can't handle this but none of this is like registering and then i saw uh spider-man which are the most recent one with doctor strange oh uh, the multiverse that yeah that one no way home or yeah no is way that, home is that right yeah and uh that that scene that he's spoiler alert um when he's fighting doctor strange there's all this crazy stuff going on things are everywhere there's geometric patterns and you don't know which way's up gravity doesn't make sense mm -hmm. and it's just a lot mm. but you're able to absorb it and enjoy it because they slowed it down just enough that the brain <laughs> yeah. now transformers did happen so quickly you're like what was that yeah i mean it's on a huge screen and it's a billion frames per second just going yeah. way too fast and uh I, I didn't realize that talking about the way people create uh movies mm -hmm. and the cinematic journey or whatever but it's it's just these little things matter yeah well, mm -hmm. one of the my things brain can't absorb that yeah well <laughs> yeah. And, and there's Okay. Well, and before we even started shooting this, we were talking about like uh, Instagrams uh, and TikToks, like pushing to the seven-second format. Oh yeah. And I don't even—I yeah. heard that from a kid like on the last day of school or something um, two weeks ago. <laughs> Stuck and I with was you. Like, it's been keeping I, you up at night. <laughs> and I was like, "What are you talking about?" Right? And then, so I'm on Instagram, you know, doom scrolling or whatever, and and I'm like, "Oh, that's a really interesting video of you know steel work or something." And it was like seven seconds. It's like. 
Where's the rest? Where is this going? Yeah. Like, like, look, this piece of metal is spinning and this thing's cutting it and then it starts over and then it starts... And you're like, yeah, this is so short attention span dude, theater. It's insane. That's a little psychotic, isn't it? It's nuts. Mm. So yeah. I noticed that on uh, Facebook <coughs> Reels, which I've never done before. I've never even looked at them ever. Yeah, that's apparently a thing. And then I want to <laughs> say over the last couple of weeks, I was scrolling through Facebook and I'm like, ooh, that's cool. What's that doing? And then it would start and it would stop. And I'm like, I guess that's it. Yeah. <laughs> Back to not paying attention to that. I'm not going to. I'm. Yeah. Like, I. Because there I were like six other videos I could have clicked on. I'm like, not this time. Yeah. I already saw what you're going to try to do to me. It's it's really <laughs> wacky because, um, you know, the the idea that, that the thing that people click on the most is the most like, there's sparks shooting everywhere, bright yeah. colors, half naked people, you know, like, like. They want you to click on as many things as possible. Mm-hmm. So the shorter you get them, and like it plays into this sh- our yeah. short attention span. Like I will, yeah. like kids will do mm-hmm. that, you yeah. know. And kids mm-hmm. are on their phones all the time. Mm-hmm. Um, and so like that's the biggest market. It's not really people our age, but like people our age. Like I get on Instagram so mm-hmm. that I can watch somebody make a knife in a forge for a minute or six. Right. Like mm-hmm. I will. Or I will jump go. on YouTube and watch a twenty-minute video. Yeah, I will yeah. do that. Yeah. If I have the time, I'll do that. It's kind of scary. But the seven-second video yeah. doesn't show you anything. It tells you nothing. It's just a click. Yeah. That's the thing. It's kind of like storytelling. Like You don't have to have a story that's a 1,000 pages long or 100 or 10. You have to tell it in the length that tells the best story. Yeah. And, and seven seconds is not going to tell <sighs> a story very well for anybody. Yeah. It's just going to be a bleep. You know, yeah. that's all it is. is a little blip in the matrix and then you're out. But you, if you have a purpose when you're watching, like I'm trying to learn about this or I want to know more about this artist or what's happening in the world today, you need more of a story than that. Yeah. You know? I was watching a, uh, a, a mega yacht and they were trying to get it under a, a bridge and apparently it was sitting just a little too high in the water that day. But whenever it finally got to the point where it was just barely starting to contact the bridge, this is where the fun starts, right? Yeah. The video ended. <laughs> God, <laughs> Damn. it's unreal. Yeah, it's where unreal. do I go to find the rest of this? Well, there's no link. It was just that, and you click on the details. It goes, wow, with yeah. lots of O's. Yeah, those are de- okay, those are great. like <laughs> those are like bot accounts or like people's accounts. Or literally, literally, oh, I'm sorry. They're literally. That was apparently very difficult to say. It's pretty cool. are, I like how you did that. Yeah, I can't. I didn't think I could. I don't think I could. I don't know how that. you handled that. But that was uh, amazing. <laughs> They like those accounts just like repost, so they go and they steal people's stuff, and then they change it. They cut a little bit off, or put, or my my favorite is they put the really terrible music that Instagram makes available for your videos. Like if you're like, you know, it's it's the little baby screaming noise music. I don't know. Oh, see, I I get on Instagram <laughs> with no volume. I don't want to hear. I usually do too, yeah. in, until it's one of the local podcasters. I'm like, what they say? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> what are they doing? If somebody's spending, <laughs> or if it's t- if it's music, like you know, we have our Instagram. I will go on there and I will listen to like right. everything that everybody is doing out there um, because it's all Tyco related. Uh, but if I'm doom scrolling and looking at videos, silent because invariably it's not the sound of the rain that's falling. It's some ridiculous mm. song. You know, that has nothing to do with it. It's like a rap song. It's like, oh my God, what does this have to do with rain falling in the Middle East? You know, or yeah. like, it's just, it's so odd and disjointed. They just put it on there to get as many clicks as possible. And it's mm-hmm. not really, it's not relevant. It's not, it's not, uh, 
not choreographed. It's not um, it's curated. Not, yeah. It's not curated. curated. Yeah, nobody's sitting there taking this this video of this rainfall in in the Middle East and putting something maybe, meaningful. Yeah, yeah. You know, it's <laughs> like maybe music from that area. You know, that actually fits that. Hey, it's we're just along odd. for the ride. Yeah, it's such a, it's such a <laughs> mess. It's a great tool. It's a great tool. It can but be, but it's not. It's not life. That's what I. Yeah. I have to remind people of sometimes, okay, but it's it's not life. Like, get off of it and go live your life. Yeah. Go do something that's worth posting about. Right, right. I don't need to know why you chose the shirt you chose this morning. I don't need to know what you I don't need to know 90% of what's on there. I don't care. Yeah. But if you can make me care about something, if you can tell me something impactful or show me something exciting, that's worth my time to watch. Right. You know, and I love that you called it doom scrolling. I'd never heard that. Before. Oh, you've never heard that? that? I've no. heard it, but that I, came up during yeah. during COVID because people didn't like didn't know what to do with mm-hmm. themselves. They were trying to find a way to entertain. feel better yeah. or entertain themselves, or like stop feeling what they were feeling or dealing mm-hmm. with what they were dealing with. But then it became doom scrolling because like that's all people would do. Yeah, and and for us sitting behind a screen all the time, it was definitely doom scrolling because then all you do is you switch to the screen and it, a, a different screen Uh you know and it was i I had you know i'd throw my phone try to get rid of it because it's just so much i have appreciation for those apps that track your social media use and probably everybody should have something because you don't know they're built to trick you oh to suck Mm. you in big time yeah Yeah. and i i know for a fact that i spend way too much time online (laughs) so (laughs) me too i'm sure everybody i think we all do something i tried to do before uh before i get away from people on these episodes is uh ask you what your favorite places are in fort worth do you have a oh yeah do you have a favorite oh. restaurant in fort worth yeah oh gosh my favorite restaurant that. sushi tao where's this that is off of it's in between god i want to say it's overton ridge it's on overton ridge is that right i can never remember what cross street is on but right next to hewlin mall in between hewlin mm. and um in between uh not Reiner, yeah okay but it's 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 more on the hewland side um is it over there by uh movie trading co i think so it's right next to uh there's like a Kung Fu tea. A- oh that's on the other side of the street oh okay, okay yeah yeah so it's it's on the north side um okay. it's literally that that first um first mini mall just past hewland mall good sushi yeah yeah okay. like uh, the best right. in town yeah and then Oni, oh, it's not Oni Ramen anymore. It's it's uh, Quintaro Ramen. Is it off of Seventh? Yes. Uh, so good. right there on, on Foch Fox Street. Street. Yes. <laughs> um, I not to I, be confused with anything else. Yeah, <laughs> I know, right? I uh, I I ate there last weekend after a, a really intense workout at BMF Body Machine Fitness. Uh-huh. Have you ever been there? No. Uh. <laughs> You check this did, place did you out. have the spicy ramen? <laughs> no, I can't even remember what I had. I walk in there every time and I have to stare at the menu and I'm like, I think it's that one. And he's like, Are you sure? And I'm like, Uh uh-uh. uh. And he's like, Do you think you'd like that? I'm like, Yeah. He's like, Okay. And yeah, there's nothing bad on the menu. I always at all. pick the same thing, but it takes me a while and I get really stressed out because I'm like, I don't want to get the wrong thing, but it's always good. Yeah. It's so. It's- just but I forgot. Yeah, it used to be called something else. It was Oni, Oni, yeah, Demon Ramen. Yeah, yeah. they yeah. still have. It's it's still. Mm-hmm. I think it changed hands. I'm not sure what the story is. And I don't remember. Um, still delicious. Yeah, and it's <laughs> mostly exactly the same menu, and they still have all the different spicy levels. I think that's going to be my tradition, though. Go work out on a Sunday, 
then go eat ramen. Just be careful Which, with the spicy level because there's a lot of places. <laughs> oh, I told him I was like, no spicy. Okay, then no, no, no spicy. Yeah, no, no, no. Because I, I love, I grow my own peppers and stuff. Like oh, I geez. love spicy stuff, right? Like habanero. <laughs> like I'll grow that at home and <laughs> See, I'll, I'll eat it. Where, where people are afraid to go to people's houses that have cats, I don't know that I could go to your house because <laughs> I am like, I have to blow on mayonnaise to cool <laughs> it. Oh, I, I don't do spicy, man. <laughs> no, I love spicy stuff. In my younger years, yes. Yeah. But like something happened around 32 and i'm like oh my god what did that do yeah <laughs> uh, i understand that because it happened to me too but i still love it and there's there's a ton of places that i'll go and they'll be like no it's really spicy but like look just listen to what i said and give me what i want i got this jack <laughs> yeah and then i get it and it's like this isn't spicy at all give me the chopsticks walk away <laughs> well so like i'll go to thai places and i'll I'll, you know, weigh up the number scale. And they're like, are you sure about that? I'm like, yes. Yes, I am. And then I'll get it. And I'll be like, I should have ordered one higher. Oni, <laughs> so, or Quintaro, they have like five levels of spicy. Mm-hmm. I've never been able to get past the middle one. Because Damn. it's, yeah, it's intense. So that's why you're peppers, giving me the warning, yeah, right? Yeah, I'm giving you the warning now. Like, Quintaro is <laughs> well, really good. And I'm, I'm pretty sure the guy was like, so how spicy do you want it? And I was like, if it's spicy at all, you will have to... Like, carry me out in a bag. Like, (laughs) I can't do spicy. He's like, okay, there's not going to be any extra spice. It might be too spicy. Yeah. Like, he looked looked a little wordy. I was like, I think I'll be all right. Yeah, because it goes from, like, it goes from, like, mild to medium to hot to something else to Oni, which is, like, right? And, And so, like, when you get to the middle one... Or like medium, it has ghost pepper in it. Oh God! Yeah, no, yeah. no, yeah. That's no, where no. it's. The, yeah, I know, right? So like, I don't even know. There, I, I know there's Carolina Reaper, and this is in you know, the, <laughs> in a food. Th- this is brothy, right? Uh-huh. What if you like let a noodle go too fast and you splashed yourself in the eye? Oh. Yeah, no, you're gonna feel it. <laughs> oh my yeah, God! Trust me. I love that. That was your fear. <laughs> well, I'm, it's happened. <laughs> well, because well, like, it shoots up your nose and it hits your like soft. I'm issue. not really worried about how bad this would hurt because I would never eat that. But I could see me like doing something yeah. stupid. And, oh my God! It's in my it, like, eye. Sears your flesh. <laughs> yeah, it's intense. You could go blind from that. There are very few places I've ever ever been to where I had something that was so spicy I didn't think I could finish it. Damn. Yeah, and this is one of those places. It's totally worth going to. Because okay. you can get it without the spices. And and that's that's really why good. you use chopsticks, folks, because you don't want a refurbished fork from <laughs> anybody that had the Oni before you. Yeah. <laughs> Just in case the Don didn't get it all off. <laughs> now, we've given you some time to think. Did you come oh. up with a good Fort Worth restaurant? No, because I was listening. <laughs> <laughs> Since I, I live in Grand Prairie, I'm mm. usually in Grand Prairie in Arlington yeah. eating. Have you been to Campo Verde in Arlington? That sounds familiar. My parents used to live in in Arlington. Where's okay. it located at? Oh gosh, I have to look. It's That's it's okay. like West Arlington, but um, near the Pantigo area, where it's called Pantigo. Yeah. So my mom drove buses for the Pantigo School District. Oh. So I think we were probably over there. What's the name of it again? Campo Verde. It's it's weird. I I'm not sure if I would say is the it food on Cooper like the or best Colin? Ever, but um, I have to. Look. I think it's Cooper. So I use my GPS for everything. I get I'm Cooper. lost everywhere. Coop, Cooper and Colin <laughs> run See, like that's, this. That's so why I, he laughs. I don't. I don't know my way around yeah. anywhere. Period. I think I know what you're talking about, yeah, and I think it was one of my favorite Mexican restaurants. It's like Christmas vomited everywhere, and that's the decor. They have a huge patio. Oh my! Really? Yeah. Oh, yeah. I know exactly that place. Yes, I have oh, been yes. there. Oh yes, it's so overstimulating to it's the mind. Very, and there's a train that's running around the whole restaurant. Oh, which is I am entertaining. talking about a totally different place. No, this but I know is what you're literally Christmas all yeah. year. It's I've heard like, about this. Yeah. 
It's hard to explain in quiet words. Okay. Well, I will look it up. I'm going to add it in the show notes. Both of your restaurants. I'm going to put those in the show notes and I'm going to have to go try them out. Yes. But I know I've heard about your place and I've, well, we just agreed that we like that ramen over there. Yeah. yeah. I yeah. To check out the yeah, sushi over there by Movie Trading. Sushi Town. I mean, uh-huh. if you want, if you want the music connection to that place, I, I found out about it because I read that it was, you know, whether you like Pantera or not, but it was Dimebag Daryl's oh, favorite restaurant. Really? That's and I was hilarious. Like, yeah. Really? Yes. Wow. <laughs> and I was like, what? How like have I never heard of this Favorite in Arlington place? or favorite ever? That's what I mean, said. one way or another. We will and get I, to the bottom of I this. I said, let's go That's see intense. what this is about. Yeah. And it, yeah, it's, it's like, whoa. <laughs> like, you don't even know where to look, see. Yeah. Yeah. Wear sunglasses. It's that much. Oh, going really? On. Do you need shades? Really? <laughs> Every <laughs> inch is covered in Christmas lights <laughs> and Christmas tinsel. Lights and Damn. tinsel and the yeah. train and yeah, like it's just hard to even comprehend until you go in there. Damn. And I think it's Mexican and Italian food. It's Tex-Mex it's more and like Italian. Tex-Mex, yeah. 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 I guess that works. I mean, it's it's unique. I. I it's I get definitely a, I had, unique. I get a holy in my know. angel hair pasta. I'm gonna have questions. <laughs> it's it's a trip. Um, favorite coffee though is is definitely uh, ampersand. Yes. Okay. They know mm-hmm. me. I go there every Sunday good morning choice. before practice. Mm-hmm. So yeah, they have a very good Vietnamese iced latte. Uh, I had a, a, some friends over in Plano uh, school me up on coffee and how Folgers is the devil. <laughs> <laughs> and I need to be drinking stuff that's made from like a, a locally sourced, like yes. non uh, slave trading oh. coffee maker. Look up, do yourself a favor, look up the idea. And I didn't know this until Jay framed it for me. Uh, third wave coffee. I'll look it up. So yeah, this isn't a. Co- it's not a company or anything. It is the. It is the fair trade like source, like locally sourced or. Um, fair sourced or I can't remember whatever yeah yeah and it's it's all the the craft coffee um trade and and uh um apparently that's that's happening just like just like a craft beer like exploded Mm -hmm. craft coffee has exploded like all the way down to it's like how how the individual coffee shop where they like which family they get their coffee from how they roast it in house to make their own thing how they you know source how their bored are we? <laughs> but i think this goes back to the technology thing though it's like what i was talking about earlier is like every time technology goes up a notch right so like with the internet you could get like when youtube was born it was like oh here's a bunch of like you know funny stuff but like it became the craft person's go-to mm. i can learn how to make anything that's true right you know yeah. and 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 just like tv DIY, like, baby. yeah everybody was like well, well tv is so full of junk and i was like but there was a point in time and there still is there still are science channels mm-hmm. and the learning channels not really <clears throat> like that anymore but you yeah. know there are channels that you can get where you can learn these great things and and finally the technology the cost of technology to to grind your own coffee to brew to brew <laughs> uh to uh 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 cook your own coffee what the heck roast your own coffee god i'm sorry <laughs> no you, you got it yeah you beat us all there eventually <laughs> um that the cost on all that has come down over the years and so the technology is finally within the hands of the people to to like finally return the art of this mm-hmm. stuff to us and to people like us instead of folgers maxwell house oh, the big the big dog god brother's coffee well <laughs> dude i see just on a tangent, I see like coffee commercials for like brothers and 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 there's another one, 
and I'm, and they're like, oh, it's you know the people's coffee or whatever. It's it's everybody's favorite coffee. And it's like, no, man, it's it's the coffee that you get when you get your tires changed. <laughs> <laughs> like it comes in bulk. Yeah, yeah, that's where you make your money. <laughs> Don't tell me that like you are you know single sourcing your whatever. Mm. It's not good. <laughs> like, well, no. uh, we'll make sure we have some excellent coffee for you next time. Yes. <laughs> some uh, some. It, I'm I'm glad y'all were IPA fans because it was either that or White Claw. Definitely so. an IPA fan. Okay, <laughs> definitely. I'll try craft, to remember craft, that next craft time. Craft brew guy. Andrew, put that in the show notes. <laughs> all right. Well, thank you all again for being here. Can we thank get you, you back on Fort Worth Roots in the future? Oh, absolutely. Sure. And yeah. please let me know next time you're going to play because I'd like to come out, see you live, yeah. hold definitely. the camera, even if it's a. Are y'all doing it this Sunday? Are y'all going to be we're out there practicing? at the park? Oh yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh-huh. I might yep. come after take tomorrow. a video. Oh please, okay. do. absolutely. <laughs> yeah. Come say hi. Uh, take a picture with the whole group. Is everybody going to be there? As far as I know, I've. Yeah, should be everybody. Okay. All seven hours. Nine o'clock. Yep. All right. And this is every Sunday, so every you might Sunday. get some stalkers now. Ah. Perfect. They <laughs> might say, okay. hey, we heard no, you on yeah, Fort Worth Roots. Yeah, we, we have a couple of different people that are always around. That's cool. That's cool. <laughs> waving at us. Okay. Man. All right. Well, thank you all again. Let's get out of here. And uh, Fort Worth Roots listeners, thank you all. And uh, we'll see you next week. Thank you. Bye. Thank you. A huge thank you to our new friends, Kenna Sosa and Sean Ibanez. Thank you all for being on the Fort Worth Roots Podcast. Looking forward to having you guys out again. Like I said uh, during the intro, if you are watching the YouTube video, you got to see the little video of uh, our interaction today. I was in the middle of editing, and I'm like, damn, it's Sunday. Why don't I run out there and catch a video? Very cool stuff. Um, If you don't watch my YouTube video, go to theirs. You can... Go to YouTube, type in G-O-I-A, excuse me, G-O-I-S-A-G-I dot D-A-I-K-O into the search bar and it'll pull it up. I got lots lots of great content. Way better videos than the one I shot today, but this one was cool because they're out there practicing on the river. Nerds are running by on bicycles and running the trails and dogs and squirrels and cars and just a lot going on for a practice area. But they need space for all these big big drums what else thank you to our sponsors darren hauk with roofing solutions by darren hauk wood post metal wood post metalworks and of course hauk walker originals thank you all for being sponsors of fort worth roots podcast ladies and gentlemen please mark this on your calendar it's your big thank you event september 10th out at pouring glory it's just one block east of uh, main at south side off of main street and uh it's a great venue and scott has been super nice helping me get this thing planned and put together for you uh we're still coming up with ideas we want this thing to be next level so um and then i think we're going to keep doing stuff with uh scott and his team over there at pouring glory it's just it is a great little venue uh kind of tucked off um in a great area but if you're driving down main street you would never see it because it's it's kind of yeah a block off of main But only the cool kids know where it is, and that's where we're going to be September 10th with you. So please mark it on your calendar. It's 1 to 6 p.m. The weather's going to be great. I know it's going to be great. And um, we're just going to keep putting stuff together like this in the future, too. This is, uh, you know, the the reason or the excuse we're doing this is the 100th episode release. We made it to 100 episodes. What's that mean? Eh, That doesn't mean a whole lot, but... 100 episodes is uh it's pretty substantial it represents a lot of work so might as well this was uh an idea from somebody else they're like what are you gonna do for your 100th episode and uh i didn't have a really good answer so 
Now the answer is September 10th out at Pouring Glory. We're going to be taking a big picture, big group picture for everybody, and it's going to become kind of the headline for Fort Worth Roots. It's going to be on everything. So if you want to be a part of that too, make sure you come on out. And I am trying to make sure that we've got uh, all sorts of good stuff in our grab bags for you. One of those things that we're working on is t-shirts, but they are expensive. So we are looking for sponsorship to put names of companies on the back of the shirt so that uh, I don't go broke. (laughs) All right. That's enough talking out of me. Thank y'all for listening to another episode of the Fort Worth Roots podcast, and I will see you next week. Peace. (laughs) 